At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Okay, as uh, let me try something. It's been a while since we since we've recorded, so I've got something, and we're at a distance now. Yeah, you know, so far away. If I could walk a thousand miles, and I would walk, or whatever. I don't, proclaimers, Scottish. Yeah. They're Scottish. Yeah. Um, so we're at a distance, but I want to see if these helped enhance the uh, experience for me. <laughs> what, dude? That works actually. So I've got on, I don't know, if you're listening right now, you're going to be in a stupor. You have no idea what's going on. But I am wearing my The Hobbit. I I shouldn't say that. The Hobbit. Uh Uh-huh. And Unexpected unexpected Journey 3D glasses. And, buddy, I'm looking. And you're not 2D anymore, baby. You're popping right out at me. (laughs) It's like you're sitting right across me from real life. The only way that this episode could get any better is if they had some of these for your nose because wow. then my friend then my friend smell a vision would be real and you'd be able to enjoy this with me right here Let's you see go. what this is my friend yes this i see it. is fire light fables candles uh this is an amazing promotion we've got going on here with casey the founder of Firelight fable candles you got to go check them out go check them out on instagram go check them out on their website i'm going to take my 3d glasses off because they don't help with reading i think i got a little little problem now but i'm going to try and fix that real quick there we go all right um so i'm going to tell you a little about casey okay growing up she was inspired by the tales of the lord of the rings like like virtually all of us right her dad read the hobbit to her sisters and she when she was very very young she played with action figures of the members of the fellowship. She even dressed up as Legolas for Halloween, much like you, right? Isn't Legolas your favorite character? That's my guy, yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. We do call you the flannel secretly. Elf. Secretly. Flannel yeah. elf. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she would wear the bow, the ears, everything. So she couldn't resist creating a candle line that brought, that not brought, sorry, the eyes again, sought to bring to life how, you know, some of these incredible places that Tolkien created. Um, so she has actually a Middle Earth inspired candle line. Um, there is, there is, there is three cents. This is the worst <laughs> commercial of all time. There are three cents. There's the halflings and pipeweed, which smells like the Shire. That's what I'm burning That's right now. That's what you got right friend. there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And if I could have, if I could put these glasses on your nose or right. my nose or something, and I could take a sniff. Don't forget the sniffing. That kind of uh, works actually. Yeah. If you think yeah. about it, a little bit. Let me. I'm gonna, and I can actually read here too with these. 
Okay. This is a great visual. If people just go check this out, please go. Please go watch this video. Please, there, people. And maybe we could put it on Instagram or something yeah. and tag tag her candle line. Sure. I, that that kind of. I'm hurts. sure she'd appreciate this. Yeah. No, no pain, no grain is what they used to say. <laughs> uh, halflings and pipeweed. It literally. I mean, I'm getting grass clippings. I'm smelling uh, a little bit of uh, some tobacco remnants. I'm getting even like a little bit of oak woodiness, but the, yeah. the, the, the green scents come through. There's uh -huh. also City of Elves, which no joke smells like Rivendell. And there's also the Land of Shadow. I've gone on record. Okay, I got to take these off. I've gone on record before as saying that's my favorite scent, and it is incredible. Uh, like really? I said, it, if Mordor smelled like that, then I don't know what the big fuss was all about. <laughs> <laughs> I would have camped out. I would have stayed there forever. But go check it out. And the really cool thing, if you're listening to this, then you're in the right place. Go to her website. Go buy some candles. Use the promo code FIREITUP. One word, both of our lines in a code there. FIREITUP, all one word. And you get 10% off your order. Another beautiful thing about, about Casey's Candles with Firelight Fables is uh, the packaging. Um, she, she, she does not spare any expense in when it arrives to you. I've talked about getting things in the mail before how sometimes you, you, you get packages and then you get presents, right? Sometimes yep. you get, yep. you get these, these things that arrive in the mail that feel like presents. And when Casey sends you a package, when you order from her, that's exactly what it feels like. Um, you will not be disappointed. They're incredible. They're they're honestly, we haven't bought candles and from anywhere else since. And you yeah. know how much we love candles in the Smith house. Oh, yeah. So um go go use the promo code, get ten percent off, go yep. get some candles, buy some wick trimmers. You gotta trim your wick. Okay? And I'm talking to you, Ezra. You gotta well, trim your wick. Yeah. I saw this the other day. On her story, there is literally yes. a how to care for your candle. And yes. I thought, I've been yes. doing this wrong for so long. So oh. it's, yeah, it's, it's critical friends. It's critical. We know if you're not trimming your wick, you're definitely not trimming that LBPT, but, but right, go, right. <laughs> go, go check it out, go order from her and then go leave a really nice review. Um, you know how it is in middle earth. There are trolls abound and we are no stranger to that ourselves. We've gotten some nasty reviews. Everyone's getting nasty reviews now because everyone's home on the internet too much and Come on. making up problems. So uh -huh. go leave her some love because her candles are amazing. And, you just got to remember to never, ever forget the sniffing. Oh, hey. Hey. What's up, uppers? Um. We're done asking you. At this point, we're telling you. Okay? Just quit messing around. Quit messing around. Quit quit selling yourself short on energy. Quit drinking the water in Mirkwood. All right, we know what it does to you. Drink some real water, okay? And what I mean yeah. when I when I say real water, what I mean is some Dr. Bean coffee. Go check it out at drbeancoffeecompany.com. You don't have to get the unexpected podcast blend. I mean, would it be wonderful? Would you be patronizing us? Yeah. yeah. Would you yeah. be patting our, our oversaturated egos? I don't know. <laughs> As, is your yeah. ego over-patrified? Satrified? Well, yeah. So is my lower back yeah. ponytail, but whatever. Exactly. I mean, like exactly. 
So to conclude this most appetizing commercial for Dr. Peen Coffee, <laughs> Dr. Peen, oh my gosh, Charlotte's <laughs> going to kill me. Dr. Peen <laughs> Coffee Company. Just go get some. In the words of Nike, just do it. And if, okay, gosh, okay. Everyone's on the internet. I addressed this last commercial. Like, if you have a problem with Nike, just look past that, okay? Just look past it. It's just a cool it's a cool saying. They make some cool products. I know that they do some things that are wrong ethically, but but everyone does. Okay? Okay. Every, have a little bit of grace. Go get some Dr. Bean coffee. They treat everyone fairly. I promise you that. It is all yep. fair trade coffee. It's all done the right way. <laughs> uh, and Upper is the co-founder and and co-creator and and her name is Charlotte and she's amazing. She's named after my daughter. Go support her. She's amazing. She <laughs> follows her dreams. Gosh dang it. She follows Let's her go. dreams. And so should you. And if you drink if you drink Dr. Bean Coffee Company, your dreams are gonna be within our without sipping the, his distance. The, they'll be they'll be dreams. All right. <laughs> this episode of an unexpected podcast is brought to you by Kayla Clifford. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. Yes, we are. Good job, young man. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village called Amanda. And thanks to our very own set of palantirs. Wow. Uh, in the North Farthing and the North Farthing in Gandalf's hut. Yeah. That's you, as that's no, it's me. That's where we're at yeah. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, friends, go. You should go check out the old setup here. I mean, go look at the video version. I like what I did with with uh, my backpack. Oh, it's it's beautiful. I, think, I like how I, the last video I saw there was a backpack, and you somehow magically transformed that into an amp. Yeah, it's I an think amp that's now. yeah. Yeah. Was that in the back the whole time? The amp or? is not even supposed to be there. I just noticed that when I looked back, I was like, "How did that get back there?" It's supposed to be over here by the guitar, and it's not there. That's hilarious. Um, I thought the bag was kind of like a Baggins reference, so I was like, "Oh, I get it. It's like Lord of the Rings." But it was like all out. You when you saw that video, it was just all laying out. It was so open. It was it's like, "What is going on?" So uh, instead of Baggins, it was a bag out. Uh, yeah, so it makes sense. I get it. It's ridiculous. I did. It was even, a bag end. I also just realized I didn't even switch over my high def uh, camera, so sorry guys, a little blurry. But skies, you know. this is first time. Wow, amateur hour over here. It's been what a while, a, so you know it is. What it a is noob! What it is. Uh, this week, though, things get a little murky. If you would yeah. believe it, uh, oh stuffy gosh. air, <laughs> weird trees, black <laughs> squirrels, white deers, spiders galore. This week, we're tripping in Mirkwood as we venture into <laughs> Chapter 8, Flies and Spiders. I, I don't think you remember you wrote that. and that's I actually, don't. That's so good. That's so that's, good. Who wrote, There's who's so writing much there. for the show? Who's I writing? don't know, but the Ghost Rider is awesome, bro. Like, whoever that is <laughs> should be getting paid, man. I know. I know. Wow. Do you, yeah, okay, so I have a question because we're from a part of Ohio. Well, we're from Ohio, okay? And so sure. deer or deers. You know what I mean? Like which one? You can say both and no one's judging you. What do you what's your go-to? Do you say deers? Look at or that deer. deer for plural. And look at the look at those deer. Okay, That's so you are a, you're a proper human being. I'm a I proper like, guy. All right, all right. 
even though I spent my first years in a big city yep. in Chicago, and I do remember that I was about six when we moved. For, yep. My my first memories were of the big city. Um, I think, I think I embraced the usage of deers. Yeah. I, I just, why not, man? Why well, not? You're, why not? You're a Browns fan. You're, you're a Browns fan. <laughs> wow. Wow. That used wow. to be an insult as, as Shots not anymore. fired. Not okay? anymore. Not anymore. You know? And there um, are elves in Cleveland, just like there are elves in Mirkwood. My friend, it's okay. been three months. Okay, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this. I was out um, out in the garage lifting weights before this, and I just think, and sometimes, you know, I I may pretend like I'm talking to you. It's something we, I've, you know about, okay? Uh-huh. You know yes. about. Yep. They uppers did not, but now they do. And so, right. you know, it's just out there now. Um, and... I, it hit me. I was like, I haven't seen as in three months. I haven't seen you since Thanksgiving in person. Now yeah. we've zoomed and stuff in between then and called and texted and all that stuff. Oh yeah. But that's the, that's the longest I, we have gone without seeing each other since 2000 end of 2017. Yes. And yep. I don't think outside of my family, I don't think there's anyone else, man. I can say that about. Because all of yeah. my other friends have moved out. They live in different places. Or uh, they were like my buddies from rugby. And uh, I would go s- stretches of a couple months without seeing yeah. them when we weren't playing. So, But anyway, it's crazy. Three it's months. It's been weird. And it's been kind of crazy. And here's the thing is that if it were not for, I mean, all the COVID craziness that's going on, just yeah. all that stuff. I mean, because we, we were on pace to kind of do a couple things, you know, at, at the We were book, supposed to be done by now. We're supposed to be we, done by now. <laughs> I, I pretty much, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, it's just wild, you know. It's wild. Yeah. I, I, uh, and well, here's this will tell you the seriousness. I mean, we just got. I just got my first uh, round of uh, COVID vaccine shot. Yeah. So I, I was able to get that. And it's just like think about this, man. Like a year. What was it? Just uh, we're coming up on a year ago. Yeah. When mm-hmm. this whole thing hit, and so yeah, it's just been wild. It's been honestly wild. Yeah. But unexpected. Yeah. Very unexpected. Yes. Um, so. Yeah. And really, the, what, what did I think we even talked about this? We, you know, numbers were starting to go up and it was, you know, the weather was, it was becoming winter, right? And so uh, yeah. people were getting more sick anyway. There were a lot of cases at your school, a lot of cases Tons. at my school. And at first Tons we just thought, my school. yeah. And at first we just thought we were like, well, we'll just, um, I think what wasn't our mentality at first. We we're like, well, we're both going to be in school, so yeah. whatever you get, I'm going to get. And then you know you start hearing about like a vaccine, and they're like, well, should we just like do this remotely until you know we like how get close that? are we? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and yeah. then because there, you know, we have high risk members in our family, and that's who yep. we mostly think about, you know. And Sarah yeah. may be pregnant, you know. You never know. You never right. know. So right. Uh, right. And so like that's the thing, and um. You mentioned you got your first. I'm getting my my first shot in uh, like a week. Next yeah. Saturday, I think, is yeah. when I get mine. So uh, we'll keep we'll, we'll try to get back to doing this remotely whenever we can. It's just like life's been busy, man. Well, life's been There's busy. A lot of stuff for, going on. Here's the thing. I'll say this. Um, yeah, the, uh, keep it secret. Keep it safe. There's some things okay. you have to keep secret and you have to keep safe. Uh, for, for a time being. Okay. So wizard, let a wizard keep his secrets. All right. 
Uh, you know, I, I already took everything off my shelf and I showed you guys everything on my shelf. It's over on Patreon. You guys can check that out. But, uh, yeah, the wizard's shelves. Emphasis shelf, on the elves. Was a shelf euphemism there or was that like literal? Are you actually talking about your shelves? <laughs> I you took everything I off your shelves. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where my mind's going. Sorry, man. I don't either. Uh, wow. 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 I just got it. <laughs> I'm just now catching up. Um, that classic me. Uh, like I, yeah, I go, I go back and forth between, you know, being sort of a Gandalf wizard and a Radagast don't know where my, you know, what's at, uh, most of the time. So, uh, staff. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) No, but, um, yeah, so I got things going on. I got, I got, I got a lot of things going on in, in my, like a lot of things, a lot, a, in in particular one thing that's really super important and been crazy. So, you know, we've been having some. Some very unexpected, uh, very, I don't know, uh, pretty big talks Lane and I have. Pretty big pretty, time. Big, big time, time Big time. Yeah, and you know, sometimes stuff. too, it's, yeah, and uh, we appreciate, um, oh my gosh, so a couple things have been, have been going on. Uh, the, uh, I was able to sit down the other day and, you know, up until this point, I haven't had a whole lot of time to, between all the different things we're doing, like sit down and respond to like emails that we get. Yeah. And so I was able to a couple of weeks ago, sit down and um, respond to some Bywater post emails that we've gotten and just some different um, correspondence through there that are just a lot of times just, just uh, saying hi, saying thank you, things like that. And it was, it was moving, man. It was moving. Cause we hadn't yeah. recorded for, for a couple months and I was just, I was blown away by people's kind words by um, people continuing to find the podcast like that yeah. are just now starting on like they didn't didn't know about it before or weren't looking for a Lord of the Rings podcast prior to you know like two weeks ago and they found us and started listening and it's just an amazing thing like and you're starting to and you you've talked about this for a while but just the um like the lag or the echo that kind of continues because yeah. we've we've gone through Lord of the Rings like we've done yes. it once yes and and that's that's always there and so people are gonna stumble into that and find that and discover it yep anytime and and that's a cool thing and so it it always feels fresh that way but what people had to say and they're kind it really it it super it was super uplifting on that day and so I felt like you know what I. I should try to respond to as many of these as I can and just say thank you for you know your Tolkien story, thank you for your kind words and your the, the compliments we we don't we don't deserve but what definitely yeah. uh motivate us and inspire us to continue recording and talking about uh Tolkien's works um yeah. in in our own you know our, in our own special commentary a couple hobbits not experts, right. not professors, right. uh, not sitting in the in in the in the prancing pony, you know, just here in the Shire, um, yep. open to everyone's ideas, open to you know everyone's stories and input and learning from one another, and uh, literally, and you know, like in the Green Dragon, just people yeah. coming in from from lands far off, some with some with great knowledge, others with great questions, and. And having conversations about a wonderful story and universe, and so I was I was moved by that, um, <clears throat> and and I, I, like it was it was unreal it was unreal, um, but it just 
it's crazy because there's just a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot. I don't know where I was going with that, but just thank you for all of you who've reached out to us. Some people have, have been worried about us, right? You've got yeah. some people who yeah. are worried yeah. about you. Right. And, and, and like me, and I, here's what I'm going to say. It's um, <clears throat> if we're not on social media, then we're doing fine. That's right. Like if you're, if you're not seeing That's posts, right. um, you and I both, um, I'm going to say this. You and I both experienced something about a year ago. Yep. Um, and actually, people people in our lives experienced this as well through us. Um, yes. Yeah. And nobody knows how many people were involved in this uh, within our circles that were involved in this process, right? Or this whatever yep. this this thing that happened. Yep. And um, really, what it did for me, anyway, it cemented uh, like my desire to get off of social media. That yeah. when when this whole lockdown happened. I think some people, uh, and I feel bad. I feel bad for people who felt the need to kind of become, to, I, I maybe, I don't know. I don't know if misuse social media is the right term because I don't know how, how, how many benefits social media really has. But yeah. just to kind of use it as a way to, you've seen it. You've seen a lot of people just get kind of nasty. Yeah. And so anyway, that that's that sort of in a lot of ways made my mind up for me that I I don't want to post as much. I yep. don't want to check it as much. I'll leave my things up there like I'll leave my Facebook profile sure. and my Instagram and stuff, but to be active on it anymore um it's just and and if that's what you're into, that's also awesome. That's great. Oh but, yeah, sure. Um, no, yes. If you yeah. don't if you don't see me posting, it means that I'm living in the moment that I'm not worried about taking pictures of everything and posting everything. And it's a good thing. Uh, yeah. And I think probably for, for you too, right? Is that kind yeah, of, it, yes. And that's the thing. I mean, honestly, people who follow my social media will know like it's once in a great while that, uh, the flannel wizard will actually post any actual image or, or tweet anything. I I'll retweet stuff and I, I go on there and, and check a few things. I really do think it comes down to how you use it. And so I know some folks were kind of like, fair. didn't see us, we hadn't posted uh, on the pod, so it was kind of the core. It was the it was it was it was both. We hadn't posted on the yeah. podcast. Plus, social media had gone kind of uh, dormant and cold, uh, which for us is a good thing. But I, I also want to remind folks too that um, it's been a crazy time. It's a pandemic. We have, and I'm just gonna. I, some folks are gonna catch up this and find it years from now, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, it time was just fine. right? Time capsule. <laughs> but for folks who are kind of keeping up right now, I mean. Sincerely, though, our job, Lane and I are both teachers and, mm -hmm. um, you know, everyone has their day job and other things like that. I think sometimes people think we do this uh, maybe more than part time <laughs> like we do yeah, right. this, this podcast. Right. And it's right. like we, we, we really don't. Um, mm -hmm. We're actually recording this at 11 o'clock at night. You know what I mean? So like on a Friday, on, on a, a Friday, Friday night. <laughs> yeah. So I we. we just a little behind the scenes there because we uh, we really are um, busy and and uh, Lane knows just from me being in kind of like special education sometimes I go I go through stints uh, like a month or a month and a half where IEP I time am, I am all bogged down in writing that I just guys you wouldn't uh, it's hard to explain when you go through those waves what that's like and then there there's then there's a month where I'm like wow I'm go I feel I get re, you know rejuvenated, all that work mm -hmm. is done, and then I'm just recharging for the next big wave that's coming, and that's everyone and everyone's jobs and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes when you're only hearing two guys on here talking about Lord of the Rings, uh, it, sometimes people you know might 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 forget. It just gets busy sometimes. It's all it is. So, yeah. 
you know, there's that. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it sucks. I, I think regardless of whether, I don't know, whether you're using social media or you're talking to somebody face to face, I think this world needs a bit more kindness, grace, and understanding. And that's something we're kind of, you know, hinting at it just, just in regards to, yeah, it can make you kind of go, you know what, is it worth, uh, if some, if a stressor enters your life and you can control whether it's there or not. Yeah. Right. I mean, if social media yeah. is the stressor and you can say, no, nah, I don't need that stressor. I'm going to cut it out. And just I say, off, if it, yeah. it's individual based, you know, like person by person, it's, that's everyone. I mean, some people it's different. I, you know, so and for me, for me, honestly, I like, um, especially in this time of being a little more like isolated from people, like, uh, social media was one of those things where it was like, man, there's so much negativity. Like I yeah. have to, I'm the kind of person to, I'm, I'm a natural introvert. So I have, I'm kind of like a, I'm kind of like a vampire, like to have positivity. I got to feed on it. I got to be around it a, a lot yeah. of times because yeah. when you're introverted, you kind of go inwards and you deal with a lot of uh, like junk within yourself and you, you, you see flaws within yourself that you want to try and you try and want to, you know, you want to make better, right. You know what I mean? And, um, and then sometimes that can cause you to look negatively. I have my own issues with negativity, so I don't need to see it from anybody else. Like I I don't, and, and I don't want to be judged myself. So in that sense, I don't like, I don't like judging other people. I love to give people the benefit of the doubt. Everybody. I, I, I like, I'm just now, I'm just now, uh, in my job starting to kind of like really, um, have to <laughs> like look at attendance seriously. Right. So like, that's even something that I've had a lot of great, like, I know it's a crazy time. My class is all online. Uh, I know it's not easy to do class and it's like, I'm just now in, at the end of February starting to go, uh, hey everyone, I, I really need you to attend as many Zooms as possible. If you can't be there, please let me know. Otherwise, I have to actually start marking you absent. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. like it's just one of those things. So right. um that yep. that and then also just on top of, you know, you talked about, you know, you go through seasons within your teaching job and every job's like that. But I'm starting to like the last couple months I've definitely experienced like a bit of I mean, I've told you, like a bit of depression, man. I mean, yep. just being yeah. being one of like if I didn't have Sarah I'd be going yeah. nuts like me and Sarah are the only two in our school doing uh, uh teaching the way that we are we're the yep. only two left that are all online um you know I talk about attendance issues uh there's 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 um there, there's all kinds of stuff as a teacher and I'm not even a very good teacher but just as like as just just knowing how school is supposed to go or like hopes you have or even just certain like projects that I would normally do or ideas that I would have that are so hard to fit into the square hole when I'm holding this round peg that it's, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm, I don't often wish time away and I Mm -hmm. hate being like that. And, and, but I'm like, I'm ready for next year. Like I'm ready to be in a classroom with my kids again, like feeding off that energy. Like I love I just realized this week as that I don't know what like at this point you know kids dream jobs like little yeah. kids cuz they yes. talk about it all yes, the time. Yes, they do. Yep. And there's all that extra conversation you get to have with kids which is my favorite part of school. And yep. I was like I was like, "Dang, man." Uh and a couple of things prompted this, but I was like, "I don't know their dream jobs. 
I was like, I, I'm going to make an assignment. I'm going to find some videos. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to, I even like took my picture. I have my picture from when I was in like first or second grade, just to remember that. And I have Sarah's picture that she was little to remember that we were all little ones. Yes. I put my, I put my picture under the dot cam and I pretended like I was my second grade self. And I was like doing a little kid voice talking about my dream jobs. I wanted right. to be a professional baseball player. I wanted to write kids books and illustrate. And I wanted to be a teacher and not, you know, saying it's okay to have more than one dream job. And that, you know, like everyone, like some people are going to tell you, you can't do certain things, but you know, your teachers never one of those, like this teacher right here is never one of those people. And like that kind of stuff is what I miss from being in like that stuff. I would have known way back in October. And they're just in, in the same way that there's a lag in regular lessons on zoom. I feel like there's been a lag to this whole year. And it's just been one of those. It's always difficult this time of year as a teacher. It's the weather is crummy. You're kind of over winter. Um, there's a dip in performance and kids don't feel as like, it's just the middle. It's the middle is hard to get. We were talking about this chapter. Like a lot of people love this. A lot of people love this chapter. This chapter was kind of hard for us to get through. It felt sort of like, geez, man, like good thing the ring was around. Like how many, how many times in this, in this, uh, universe are you going, thank God for the ring, right? (laughs) For the one ring, baby. Without the ring, this story ends here, right? Right, Bobo's dead. The dwarves are cooked. Like it's over. Right. Um, so anyway, (laughs) it feels like the middle that's never going to end. Um, but uh, you know, I often think about, uh, Sam's words, right? See it through. Yeah. To see it through, uh, that the, the journey doesn't end here. You know, I won't bid the stars good night. No, I won't say the day is done nor bid the stars farewell. And and that's you know, I keep holding on to my beautiful family, yep. uh, you know, my friendships, my family, you know, time with you, man, when I get it. And uh spring's coming, that kind of a thing. But yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I've I've kind of felt uninspired in a lot of ways. And so I haven't yeah. been, you know, personally, you know, I've told you this. I'm not like, hey, as you want to do an episode, hey, as you want to talk about the show. Like I'm not yeah, I don't I haven't felt that way. So yeah. And there, I think there, that's there it is. No, there it is. I think that's, I think that's, I guess fine. I, it, it, it really, to be very frank, a lot of it goes all the way back to one year ago, really, to, to, to be yeah. really frank about it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, well, there's just, there's just something <laughs> when, when, oh man, I'm, I don't know how much we want to say about this without coming up with code words. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, just like, I'm holding up the when, red, uh, what, what? Yeah, yeah. When you do when you do good things and you uh you really do work your hardest to consider every everybody's everybody's I don't know. Like like I, I think I think ninety nine percent of the people who listen to this podcast really do know what kind of people we are. And there's always a there's always a few who are gonna uh 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 this is just terrible podcasting, isn't it? I just need to shut up, dude. But who are going? Who are going to um, feel like entitled and and I don't, I don't even think entitled is the right word. Who are just going to try to find something wrong with you and um, invent things when they can't? Uh, and when trust is broken like that with people you consider friends. Yeah. Then yeah, there there's a little bit of uh what's the right word? There's a little bit of um 
disenfranchised. No, what's the word? Oh, crap. Disillusionment. There's a little disillusionment where you just kind of feel, uh, you know, you hear hear people um, reach out to you and be like, man, you know, love what you're doing. Um, Love the book club. Thanks for your hard work and all these things. And you wonder... Is there something you could find that you didn't like about me that would change your opinion? There's just it's kind of always in the back of my head now a little bit. So yeah, there's that. no, and, and that's the thing is is that like uh, honestly, I that, you know the, the the whole point is that it's just again we're two guys in Ohio, uh, to, you know, run a little podcast. We get our books out, we enjoy it, we have fun, and and we Normal. set it up to, we set it up to be a, a fun community. And we want, we want folks to have a, you know a a good time. Um, but it is hard when, you know, something that you really, you're, when we know we're doing our very best and you face these things. So the phrase, see it through is, is a good phrase. And I, it's something yeah. I think a lot of people, cause whether it's this little project or it's your job or you're coming under fire for whatever it might be out there in the world. Um, and, and you know that it's maybe not fair or it doesn't seem right or whatever it may be, I think see it through in the long run. My father often would say to me that this is a race run, that life is a, is a race run with patience. And that if you watch a man and, and you watch him long enough, you can, you can look at one sliver, you can look at one conversation, you can look at one message and say, there we go. We got him. Yeah. <laughs> we got him right yeah. there. But you then measure that by their entire life. And yeah. you look at an entire work one blemish on on the Mona Lisa or some great artwork, right? When we when we if you look real close, wow, looky right there, we can see where the greatest artist of all time he messed up in this one spot. But then you step back and it's a masterpiece. And I'm not saying yeah. that our lives are masterpieces, but I think life no, itself yeah. is a masterpiece, and yeah. we're all in that together. And it's not perfect, and it doesn't always work, you know, um, like we think it should, but. When you step back and at the end of your life's journey, you want to have lived as as much of it as you can in the light and doing the best that you can. That's why I come up yeah. with the, the we say those words, which is forgiveness. We talk about grace. We talk about having just yeah. mm-hmm. some perspective, and it's like that yeah. is. So I think, to be honest, Lane, we have a podcast where we talk about all these great, awesome themes and lessons that come out of this, and we didn't make any Tolkien references, but. This story's taught me that everything I just said right there, it has taught me that all, yes. all the stories that I read and that we, that we as teachers talk about and we try to kind of uh, communicate to our younger learners, that's what we want. And sometimes it's heartbreaking yes. when we don't see it in adults and they haven't learned the lesson yeah. yet. Yeah. And that's okay because we're all on our own journey. I think it's, yeah. It's, yeah. at some point, we don't know where everyone's arc and story is going to end up at. and that, But it's just like... It's almost amplified because of the pandemic and because of everything yes, else going think, on. You're like, what? I it's think just, there's just a lot of crazy. There's a lot of there's a lot of hastiness. Honestly, Ooh, I there think. you go. It's a good word. And I think yeah. well, you brought it up. I mean, you brought it up by uh, what were we texting the other day or something? And and you yeah. were talking about you know like am I being too hasty? You know, and it, we were joking around about it. But I think on because grace was one of the words that's in my head. There's a lack of grace. Yeah. There's um a whole butt ton of judgment and uh with ignoring planks in your own eye to find a speck or to to find a blemish on the Mona Lisa like we all have things that are that are not that are not right within ourselves but 
um, yeah, it's an easy time to uh, just sort of like shout people down instead of um, learning or, or, or practicing, I guess, um, like a little bit of patience. You've, you've always said that. You've, I mean, I remember back in college where we would have times where you uh, – I mean, I've seen, I've seen people get upset with you and you just stay silent. <laughs> I've seen it happen. Yeah, and I'm, and I've I've always been inspired by that because my knee jerk reaction is to just fight. I'm a bulldog. Like remember what yeah. I what I've told you. Yep. And you've seen you've seen me. You've seen me like yes. not to not to people, but reacting to certain things, uh, just within our friendship and our life. Where yep. you know it's almost like a it's almost like a, a some sort of release I have to have that I I I you know I share it with people who are close to me who aren't who aren't going to judge me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but you've always been so good at. Um, under fire staying calm uh and staying like i don't know strong through silence and we need more of that i think we need more of just let's let's calm down here let's stop and 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 think about what we're saying before we say it instead of just spewing stuff out there so a little more discretion too i think i think people need a little more discretion but anyway i mean look at us hastiness yeah yeah. let me say one more thing because because yeah you did I people need to know this about Lane. I said this in my in my wizards uh, shelves, which you should go check out. Lane is my brother, and honestly, sometimes like one of my flaws and shortcomings is I don't always speak my mind. Quick, I'm almost a little. You know, you look at Treebeard sometimes, and you think, man, just spit it out, like just come out and, mm-hmm. and get to it. Sometimes I'm a little too laid back. I'm a little too just sort of like, all right, let me. Because it's my de- it's my default, it's my go to, you know. But that you got to know when there's a line and when it's mm-hmm. it's time to say enough is enough. Um, quite frankly, I mean, the I people people are probably wondering where where this is all coming from. A I know months, it's a, a couple months such ago. A, this is such a nice detox. Like it's, I feel like we're getting some demons out. But yeah, again, I, like how long has it taken us? Like right, don't be I hasty. Know. Don't I be know. hasty. Don't be hasty. Yeah. So yeah. I'll say it, just so folks know too. Personally, for me where this is coming from about two to three, I think around two, two to three months ago or whatever, um, as your flannel wizard, uh, was under, um, siege a little bit on social media. And I left and I left for what reason? I have no idea. I have a mysterious, uh, individual who, who decided to, uh, stalk me i have no idea what i mean it was <laughs> I, it was wild i was it was wild it, and it comes out of nowhere and so it's discouraging a little bit and so that's where we're coming from and i was yeah. blown away blown away by it yeah so, it's just sort of it's more go. annoying yeah it's more annoying than anything and uh again people who don't like when we go long are probably just just fast <laughs> forward but for a lot of people you know from from your messages from your yeah. emails it's uh, it's evident that you do care about us as people that you want to know what's going on in our lives. Otherwise, you wouldn't you you wouldn't be reaching out and saying, "You guys okay? Are you like there hasn't right. been an episode for three months? Is everything all right?" So that's <laughs> honestly, we're dealing with remnants from something that happened, you know, a, a good while ago. We're never going to name names. We're never going to throw people under the bus. We're never yeah. going to detail exactly what what has happened, even though we've talked about it before. But yeah. that's that's part of it too. That's something that you know, as uh, we're very honest. Uh, we're very, I, I feel like we're pretty transparent and, um, you know, we, we want to communicate things that are going in our lives that, that would affect the podcast and absolutely. You know, yeah. 
we've just detailed all of them there. So for like, there's yep. there's been some things that have that have uh, either remnants of things or new things that have happened over the past couple months that um, have sort of uh, tried to steal the joy. But my friend, my lord, I, I'm not calling you lord. I'm just saying it's <laughs> go my ahead, friend, <laughs> comma comma, my lord. I I feel that passion again right now. Yeah, um, and just just I don't know, just getting to talk to you. So I know. Um, hey. Good things are coming too, you. though, because, you know, we talked about a lot of negativity. Some of the yeah. things happening in my life and in your life are, let me tell you, we got some, look at them glasses, man. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we got some really cool stuff going on and I'm yeah. really happy about it. And, and I hope that, you know, I love hearing from you guys too on social media, even if it's just like, we need more positivity on social media. Quite frankly, the reason I post some of my crazy Instagram stories uh, and stuff like that is because I think they're funny and I think they're fun and they have and music. They bring joy. Yeah, and, bring and music joy. brings me life. You know, I, I kind of love to share my musical interest and things that I like. And so I hope more people are, are doing that and amplifying the positivity and the good and really trying to bring more light and joy into the world because I think we need it. I really think we need more of it. And so, uh, but yeah, we yeah. do have good things going on. And so... But some of those we got to keep secret. I mean, there's a couple secrets. I, I we still got the wizards, you know, holding back on here. But don't worry. Ex- ex- exclusive is the new sexy baby. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, 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 <laughs> just keep it exclusive. Uh, not a, not a word uh, I ever thought I'd associate with myself. <laughs> <laughs> the unattractive podcast. Oh my uh, All right. Well, that was a that was a long, quick counsel. But, you know, we feel we do feel like we um, not that we owe it to you guys, but we want to share what's going on in our lives. Um, uh, Good Lord. That's what these stories are all about. Like if if you can't appreciate that, you might be reading the wrong books. Um, Dropping eaves as I, you know. I've I've verged. I've almost kind of broken our 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 one rule of maybe being a little semi-negative i just i think it's been like realistic sometimes i think realism and negativity get sort of blurred together falsely uh-huh. but i might just go ahead and get negative here <laughs> we just go ahead and backtrack on everything we just said i i just <laughs> dropping eaves i'm dro- i'm i'm dropping the dropping eaves man yeah. i am i uh, i'm ready for this show i'm ready for a poster I'm ready for a teaser trailer. Lord, I would be satisfied with a blurry photo from set. Right. But there is nothing. Um, and you know how <laughs> like con- uh, contrarian I can be? Uh, like now that I'm starting to see more and more people speculating, more and more people commenting, more and more people saying, well, we know this. If you look at the... Uh, and I don't know if they sound like this. So this is just my imagination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's going on in Lane's head. <laughs> it's a compliment. It's a co- This voice yes. is a compliment. All right. If you look at the uh, uh, the, the reports of the casting... Uh, well, no, this, care, this actor cannot be uh, so-and-so. They have to be... Uh, do you, have you read the Silver Alien? I just think all the <laughs> highbrow crap in the world of Middle Earth is starting to come out, and that's yeah. when I think, you know what? Call me when I can click on Prime and watch the show, and then I'll comment on it with my brother. But until yep. then, you know, maybe mo- no more speculation. Maybe no more, uh, uh, uh. Just, you know what? If you want to know what's going on, I don't even know if the show's actually happening, if I can be quite frank, uh, because... <laughs> Like good lord. Okay, here you go. I'm making a I'm making an SOS to any 
anybody living in the country of New Zealand, I know you're locked down, okay? Yeah. I know that you can't leave. I know how many people live in that country. There's only right. 4 million of you. There's right. only 4 million. Get right. out of Auckland. Go find them. Take a picture. Yep. Take a picture. Something, anything. Take a picture of the back of a chair and you, send it to us. Please. Yep. Pl Di and dial up to the internet. Yep. And yeah, please, yeah. <laughs> go to that. Connect through the, the, the wires that go the, the bottom of the ocean. Yep. And send it our way, please. Uh, like an unexpected pod at gmail.com because right. I want something to talk about. Like I want something that's no longer fabricated, no longer speculated about. I want something. If you want the best place I can point you for um, hints uh, that I found is getting on Instagram and following the actors and actresses. Don't go to, I mean, don't pay attention necessarily to their, uh, um, like their camera roll. Go to their stories. Yep. They are posting images. Yes, even if it's just like, hey, I'm in the woods in New Zealand and there's a bunch right. of ferns. You're getting hints of what part of the island they might be. Um, yep. who, who was it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I want to say it was either Morphid or Emma Horvath mm -hmm. posted the other day of a story. And it literally looked like Coromandel. Um, these, these cliffs... Uh, which th there's all kinds of these geo the, the problem with New Zealand and uh, not the problem the, the wonderful thing but the problem when you're trying to figure out okay where are they pinpoint them is you can go 10 feet in a certain direction and look like you're another part of the world it's yeah. an amazing thing uh, so they're posting stuff and you can kind of guess where it might be but they're not geotagging anything they're putting it in their stories so that it disappears so right. that um, you, you can't you know you can't Limited go back time. and look yeah. yeah you can't say where was Ismael Cruz Cordova on Tuesday of three weeks ago, it's it's not there. Mm -hmm. nope. Um, but it's really cool. You're starting to see like okay, for in his story, he just posted something recently where he was wearing a Maori carving on his neck. You know, so all these little hints that they are still in New Zealand, they are still filming. Right. Um, and honestly, their secrecy, I think, is probably a huge benefit, or is is benefiting greatly from being locked down. And from, yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I just out of curiosity, we've been getting the travel bug lately. And Sarah and I, I was like, how much do you think it would cost to fly to New Zealand right now? You can't. No. You literally can't. If you cannot. go on, if you go on to buy tickets, it's unavailable. You cannot yep. fly into New Zealand. Locked and down. I think that, yeah, they're locked down. And they are just, it, I'm sure there will be a great behind the scenes story or, you know, behind the, you know, BTS footage right. someday. Yeah. But right now, man, it is torture and the fact that all these clickbaiters and trollers are coming in with their theories and their inside information they don't have any okay let me just tell no. you they don't have any people at the one clickbait.net don't have insiders on new zealand because they can't get there okay and they haven't been able to get there <laughs> for six months yeah uh, and i haven't seen any photos i haven't seen any legitimate things anywhere it would be all over all over nerd news if it was our luck it's if, coming if it out had. tomorrow before we can release this episode <laughs> <laughs> and let's eat crow in advance. Uh, yeah, let's eat, yeah. <laughs> just just go go check out their stories. I find yeah. that that is the most beneficial thing. Uh, you're kind of seeing their experience in New Zealand through little little snips. They're actually really really fun because you can see like what. Oh my gosh, what were they doing? I think someone even like went to a wedding and was posting a wedding they were at in New Zealand. So really? they're making friends. Um, you know, and th I think about a lot of the crew members are are they've got to be Kiwis because they're they're in. Auckland 
they would they have a, a huge um geez, I mean probably like five hundred thousand people who work there work in the film industry. So like yeah. what an eighth of their population are probably in in film and TV and stuff. So wow. uh in some capacity or another. They everyone everyone knows someone who worked on Lord of the Rings. Like that was something wow. that we talked with Shane about way back yeah. when we interviewed oh, yeah. Shane. Yep. Uh, and Tammy, Tammy, I'm sure would say the same thing. So, um, you know, they're making friends. They're they're spending. They're enjoying their time in New Zealand. They seem. I, I've even seen pictures or in stories of uh, it was it was Ishmael Cruz Cordova, and um, dang it, dude, here you go talking about it for three years, and I can't remember an actor's name. One of the other guys, and they were yeah. just on. Our, they, you could tell they were probably driving to a location in a rental car together taking a listening to music in the car so they're sitting there bonding you know it's just and again like the one thing i'm looking forward to is hearing about all the friendships that come out of this that's the that's the theme with these stories always yes friendships and uh to think about how they're getting along and the memories they're having is is kind of cool so yeah yeah can i this would be a fun um here's something (laughs) funny to think about as lane started on the dropping eaves and as like the beginning <laughs> and the ending of his conversation, it's so hilarious. So remember, this is a comedy podcast, by the way, too. So please remember, this is totally oh, a comedy absolutely. podcast. Absolutely. But if you Satire. go back to you go back to three years ago when Lane started talking about dropping eaves, if you just <laughs> only clipped out the dropping eaves and you put them all together and you just sped through it fast forward and you just saw this evolution of three years. I mean, or de-evolution. Yeah. De- it's so yeah. crazy. I think I think I think what people would realize like he's gone mad. He's lost he's it, like the it mad hat. Because yeah, it, 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 it is maddening. It is maddening yeah. because it's been so long. I said to you, I said, Oh wait, I said, uh before the show, I said, it's not coming out this year. It's yeah. it might not come out in twenty twenty two. I know. And if it is, it's gonna be late. Uh, I, I just late. late. I don't yeah. That's my belief on it. I mean, they're really taking their time. Major secrecy, and I'm I'm comparing yeah. it to like the Wheel of Time show, which is an Amazon show. That yep. they are way more, they're way further ahead. And more, there's more stuff going on. Yeah, seemingly. And that's the seemingly. other thing too. Maybe maybe with maybe even though you'd think okay, they have everything they need there. Maybe there is some kind of limitation. Maybe they are having to you know maybe things like like everything in tv and film right now is very bogged down because of procedural stuff we see it in schools you see it in your jobs yeah you know social distancing and masks and excessive testing and all this stuff right so maybe there that is really truly like a process that's already slow or already kind of cumbersome and a lot of waiting you know uh at least um you know traditionally with filmmaking and 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 making working on big tv shows maybe that's only uh, amplified by, by what's going on. Maybe it's not as idyllic as as we're, we're like um, theorizing. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be great. Actually, you could just clip the very first time we talk about the show, and, right, then, and then that last one, right? And I think that would be fantastic. The evolution, funny, the evolution the, of dropping the evolution. The the I feel like Charlie Day in Always Sunny in Philadelphia when he's in the mail room and he's like, yeah, yeah he's trying to figure out whose mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the one cool thing, so just little tidbits, I guess. The one cool thing that I yeah. do know for sure is that Jay, we had speculated before about Jay Bayona. Was he going to direct more episodes? I think he is officially now an executive producer. So really? he directed the first two episodes, and they loved what he did. You know, we heard everyone raving. We heard Morphid Clark saying, like, um, or Morphith Clark yeah. saying, uh, you know, it's mind blowing what he's done. 
Uh, his vision is incredible. People yeah. are going to be blown away. It's jaw-dropping. We come to set every day and our jaws drop. Not drawers. That's the <laughs> whole new. That's the whole nudity bend. But their okay. jaws drop. Okay. Maybe both. Maybe both. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I, and I don't think this was the original plan for him to be an executive producer. But yeah. he's done yeah. so well and impressed everyone that they've kept him on in that role to kind of help shape the show going forward as well. Another cool thing, uh, Vigo Mortensen recently spoke about the show you know everyone's asking there's nothing to talk about so everyone's like let's go ask all the cast members from lord of the rings what they think of the show and like are they gonna be in it are they gonna watch it are they gonna watch it together right right is is orly and katie gonna go hang out with viggy and mary (laughs) what's the guy's name dom dom is billy gonna be there but he commented he said he said this show will be worth watching because yeah. of J.A. Bayona. He said wow. um, he's he's uh, a creative. Um, uh, there's just another cool thing. Like um, Vigo lives in Spain right now. He's living in Spain. Okay. Um, J.A. Bayona is, I believe, Spanish. Um, so he's a, a native son of Spain. And Vigo as well. Um, uh, he's very familiar with J.A. Bayona's work. And so he says, if for nothing else, because of his involvement, this show will be great. So yeah. you've got the you've got the endorsement from the King of Gondor, which is is pretty cool. Um, that's all I really got about Japanese, my friend. I mean, I'm excited for more stuff when it does come out. I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, we'll be checking our our mailbox for any Kiwi listeners that want to send us uh, blurry photos of. Okay, I should clarify: blurry photos of production. Got it. Got you. So Ezra, yeah. good clarification. Ezra, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I'm, you know, I'm not a Kiwi. So, uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. But I, that's that. That's, that's that. that. That's 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 dropping news. Yeah. And it's you know it's changed. Yeah. It's 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 whatever. It's um. Yeah. I'm still excited, but at the same time, I am kind of just like, you can only talk so much about nothing for so long. Exactly. And that's not and that's, that's not a diss on them. That's just literally no, the state no. Of it. it's, it's, it's not. Um, it's actually, dude. It's actually a huge compliment to them. Like yeah. I did not think that they would be able to keep this as yeah. tightly wrapped up as they have. It's incre- yeah. It's incredible. But in terms of, and I hate saying covering because we're not like reporters. None of these no. people are. All right, no. none of these. Unless you work for an actual reporting agency, you're not a reporter. Okay, whatever. I'm not bitter. I just I think it's annoying. Just. Call yourself what you are. You're a failure. Uh, I'm reporting okay? on the state of this room right now. Okay. <laughs> right. It's dirty exactly. up in here. All right. It's dirty up in here. Uh, but we have been talking about this show. That's what I'll say. I won't say covering. We've been talking about this show for three years. That's a long time. It's a long time. And we'll just comment on stuff as it comes. As it comes, comes out. Through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Couple couple things. We're ready to move Let's into this it. chapter. Let's do it, baby. I mean, I told you. I'm, bo- I told been you. It's only been an hour. It's only been an hour. Right. But we're always trying to break the record of like longest quick council <laughs> slash dropping eaves uh, combo. And we'll say it. And we'll say it over and over. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, 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 was, I, was, I was reading this chapter and I told you I am not. Yeah. This chapter is the longest chapter. I am not opening this. Okay. I'm not going okay. line by line. I'm going to talk to you guys about what has happened. I would like to hear a too long 
didn't read, if you wouldn't mind. Tell me just in, in your, um, and I don't mean, you didn't mean you had okay. to open it. Right. I didn't mean two words, two words. Yeah, I got two your words. too long. I didn't read right here. All right, I, right. And I want to make a vow. I won't read excessively, <laughs> but I have quite a few like little notes in the margins. Can I read I those? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause we yeah. always say it's always me. It's always me that drags us down into the minutia. <laughs> it's great. And I'm going to rise above it. I'm going to give you your, um, your too long didn't read for this entire chapter. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Two words. Addercop Tom Naughty. <laughs> wow. That's all you need to know about this chapter. Addercop Tom Naughty. Okay. Addercop Tom Naughty. Tom Naughty. Yeah, yeah. That's all yeah. you need to know. Okay. Are they singing again? I hate when they sing. Are they rapping too? What's going on? <laughs> Are they wrapping this up or when? what's these, going on? These these guys suck. <laughs> yes, oh, I think Adder, yeah. Addercott Tom Naughty is exactly all you need to know. Like they are yeah. here. Here's your here's your too long didn't read. They're lucky they didn't die. I mean, <laughs> they, they are so lucky. If it if it wasn't straying off the path, and the spiders, and the elf ghosts that didn't get them, like. And then where's Gandalf? Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. My question is, what I wanted to start this whole thing off with is, where's Radagast? And you know, I asked that question in a very just simple, I actually wanted to know where he was. And I turned to the internet, which is not something I normally do. Never uh, do that. Never I do that. Never do that, right? <laughs> I go and I type in, where was Radagast? That and, could be the new, what would Aragorn do, is where was Radagast? I'm telling you. I think you, that's the new. <laughs> do not type it in. It will fire you up <laughs> because I was so mad. I could not believe the, how could Radagast have abandoned Monway's mission for the Istari and blah, blah, blah. I mean. How, whoa, he, really? Whoa, whoa. That's what I was saying. Wait. There, I mean, people were going down these tangents about like there's Reddit threads on it. You know, Radagast just forsook their order all i'm like guys what are you talking about yeah like first of all chill out he's a fictional character lay off him for one <laughs> yeah cut, yeah leave Jeez, him alone, leave like him he's not even real and you're beating him down for two are you gonna are, like if you're gonna talk trash about anybody how about saruman oh, is it yeah. saruman or is it sorry man my friend what, or I, is it sour man i don't know which one it is all three <laughs> all three in one <laughs> <laughs> but if anyone deserves trash talking, it's him. Okay, these are the same people on this little Reddit chain thread. Yeah. Lane hasn't seen it, but it's the same. Okay, <laughs> whatever, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, whatever that is. These are the same people who would go find Saint Francis and be like, "That dumb guy only cared about animals." Right, right. What yeah, a, right. what yeah. a jerk caring well, about nature. Screw him. <laughs> like that's what, what they would say. Yeah. No, and I, I literally, it came from a place of like, huh, I wonder if Radagast could have came to their aid during yeah. this time, being in like southern kind of Mirkwood area, possibly, yeah. and stuff. And um, where, okay, so I do have a, I, I, it's a curious question, because I don't know. I just realized I don't know. Where is Radagast's home? Does he live I in Mirkwood? I think he does. I think he's actually south of, I think he's in the southern, where southern... The, Region. South of that road, they dull go the door down there, buddy. I mean, he's not oh, too far yeah. away. Oh crap! Yeah. I forgot that dull door is in. Yeah, I need to pull up my map. So yeah, yes, uh, yeah. Let, I actually have a. Let me see here. I, I have a map really, in the dock. 
Oh, did you find one too? That was well, good. check this out. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a right. link in here for you in the doc. And, also, isn't um, it crazy how close Dolgoldur? I can't even say that word. Dolgoldur is to uh, is to Lorien. It's like Dol- right across the river. Doggone door. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I know it is. It's right there. So hey, check this out. So go to where it says summary. Um, in in our doc underneath the yeah. the map there, and I put another link. It says. It says thinglink.com. I kid you not. That's what it says. Uh, and what am I going to be seeing? What do you click on? Click, when I, what do you click on? When here? I click this, <laughs> this is a seventh grader who made a, a seventh grader. Oh, pl- sweet! Plotted these points for a seventh grade. Like they read The Hobbit. It's sick. It is so That's cool. That's awesome. It's the major stopping points. You can kind of click on, and when you hover over the map, you get these images and boxes and stuff. It's really really kind of cool but anyways th- there's there's a map um your map though is better it shows dog door it shows all of that and people have estimated roundabout where they think rat radagast is at um yeah. because again the what we read about in the start of this chapter and i'm doing again like i told you guys my big impressions and takeaway from this i even listened to it right before lane called me to do this episode again and i was just like what in the i mean like there, too much darkness too many spiders too many cobwebs uh just uh, it's there's there's it's it's a dark creepy forest okay as first of all nobody likes an overachiever okay so i right, listened right, to right. it right before lane called right and before, i was studied right it thoroughly yeah i still I, found <laughs> and i still won't open the book to like go actually like you know uh page by page on it because it is very long um but, it is long but uh yeah the, like the old this 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 murkwood if you will the old forest whatever I well mean, and okay is, i did you, did you, I can't remember if we've talked about this or, yet or not, but did you get, I think we did at the begin or at the end of last chapter, did you get major old forest vibes? Oh yeah. From, yeah. from Markwood. And I thought to myself, like, was this an idea when he wrote Lord of the Rings, did he go back and think, cause we, we didn't get any old forest, even though we kind of talked way back when that they would have probably had to go through at least parts of it or around it, but it wasn't even discussed in in the earlier part of the of, of the hobbit right the old forest yeah. isn't even really mentioned uh right. if i remember correctly and so I'm, i thought to myself like did is this something he came back to is he was he like you know what i want to do that again uh and play with it in a little different way but make this old forest very murkwood-esque and yeah. for it it's a kind of because if you think about it it is the same kind of vibe right like they they almost die. Yeah. Uh, they're saved by uh, like a, a mystical creature, uh, Tom Bombadil, in, in lieu of like Thranduil and the elves. Yes. Um, it's it's like if it wasn't for who who wakes up out of the stupor, isn't it Frodo? If it like wasn't yeah. for Frodo snapping out of it, uh, yeah. they would have been goners. You know, same thing with oh. with Bilbo. If Bilbo didn't have his wits, they would all be gone. Right. Um, right. and so you it's got, like a, it's a, ba- it's a Baggins who saves them from demise in this forest. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, it's, it's a very like fairy tale thing. That's a very English thing. Like, um, that, that's a part of, of the mythology is these, these forests where you go in and sometimes people never come out. Well, and exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that parallel because here's what I was thinking about. I'm like, who's the caretaker of this forest? Like you have oh, Tom yeah. Bombadil. Yeah. yeah. I mean, old man Willow goes haywire and he's coming down right. to straighten him out, right? I mean, he Tom yeah. Bombadil goes in there and straightens 
straightens them out, um, yeah. saves them. So I was thinking, okay, where's rat? Where is the forest just too? It's massive. It's a way bigger forest. Obviously, it's, it's massive. Huge. It's, huge. it's huge. Like, but yeah. and and again, you do have the 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 wood elves and things like that and other creatures and stuff. But like you know, in the in the film, and I know this is uh, plays into some of the histories or whatever with the, the other writings from Tolkien where. You can go find that Radagast and others were working on the White Council and trying to combat, um, you know, the Necromancer and all that, all that stuff, right? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here going, this forest has been going south for a long time. I mean, it's literally not looking good, you know. Well, it also goes north too. It's like a north-south. It goes kind east of. and west, and it's also <laughs> just not. I really, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely um, one. And I wonder too if it if it is because of the size of it, right? Like it's it is cl very clearly split in the middle by a road, right? Uh, is it just because it's so big, or is it pro is it its proximity to to certain areas where evil forces have already had a stronghold? Yeah, that's a great point. Like you you think if they had been watchful and they had, and I'm guess I'm guessing this is probably where you're driving with some of the criticism of Radagast that if they yeah. had someone like Radagast within the within Merkwood why did why was this why did yeah. it decay as much as it actually did Gandalf clearly knows about it you do have the wood elves there um yeah, yeah. although they seem like so different and I think the film did a good job of kind of uh capturing they're kind of like they're kind of murky like they're sort not to play on the word murky mm -hmm. murk yeah. but they're they're kind of a little more they're like a darker strand of elves. And I'm sure there's some thing I haven't read yet that explains why, or maybe not. Maybe it, it's one of those things Tolkien's like, you're thinking too hard about it. But um, there's well, definitely that aspect of like, they're almost in there. It's strange. Like they're elves that live under a mountain, like, like mm -hmm. dwarves. Like it's interesting. And you do have more of this. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm thinking back to children of Hurin. And uh, uh, oh gosh, the Thorogrim or Fudge? What's the guy's name? The elf in Doriath, the elf king and and queen. Where um, oh my yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where Turin goes and lives and accidentally yep. kill accidentally kills the the elf and has to flee. They live under underground as well, or at least part of part of it is, I believe. So it's not like it's not like um unprecedented in middle earth although that was a different part of middle earth whatever but uh it's weird right like we have this idea that dwarves go underground elves live amongst the trees or or within the trees like in the canopy like in in uh in lothlorien but it's just this strange thing to see elves underground right like in caves it's bizarre and we do yeah. know that they have a little bit of a love of at least thranduil has a little bit of love of the jewelry and the jewels, which also doesn't seem very elven-like. So it's almost like Tolkien, too, at this point, even though he had written some of uh, the Red Book stuff, like 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 some of his origin ideas for Middle-earth, it does seem like he was still trying to figure out what elves are going to be like or how different elves are going to be. Or maybe that allowed him to elaborate later on in the Silmarillion why there are different types of elves, right? Because we, yeah. we don't think of elves as, like, coveting jewels or... Or like being interested in, in in any of those kind of like at least I, I my association with elves it doesn't it does they're they're above all of those things that dwarves they criticize dwarves of being like greedy and yep. mining deep and and messing around looking looking so hard for stuff that they awake things that they should that shouldn't be awoken.
Right, right, yeah. And actually, yeah, yeah you're you're totally right. This they're an interesting group, and you brought up um what one of the characters you were talking about, uh, Children of Hurin and King Thingol of uh yes Doriath, right? Takes Turin, Doriath, yeah, yeah, as a, as a foster son and so on. I haven't read that in a long yeah. time, but I told you when I back when I when I had read it, I was like, wow, way different. Uh, I was yes. getting way different vibes and, and feels from some of the factions inside of our elves and the, and the various yeah, families they're and very, it goes all the way. Yeah. You know. They're a yeah. very complicated group. I think that makes them way, obviously makes them way more interesting. Yep. Uh, it's just something that we don't get. We don't get a lot of it in, in like for people who've just read Lord of the Rings, there's not a lot. You get two groups. You get, um, you know, the elves of Rivendell and the elves of Lorien and they're pretty similar. You know what I mean? They seem, they seem very akin to one another. And you had that tie between, um, Elrond and Galadriel, like uh, son-in-law and mother-in-law thing. So there's that natural connection between the two kingdoms. They're both kind of hidden. They're both sort of um, like leaving, vacating Middle-earth so they're not as invested in what's going on. So they seem kind of more disconnected. You know what I mean? They're not like elves in a relative prime. Like, Like we don't get to experience even in here as much of them just like living. In a in a kingdom in a different place, right? Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. So it is. It's it's yeah. They're they're an interesting group or faction. I mean, are they supposed to be yeah. caretaking uh, this forest? I don't know more. You know what I mean? Like, so anyway, back to my original kind of thing where people were saying yeah. that Radagast had, had no, 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 no. Because there are they're the other big faction, a force that's supposed to be fighting for the light, if you will. Um, yeah. And this forest is being, you know, overtaken by spiders and dark, creepy things. You can't even yeah. safely travel. The whole point is there's a path, right? And don't stray from the path, okay? It's like the yellow brick road, right. all right? Uh, right, right. I mean, okay, yeah. just kidding. I mean, it is. But, uh, you know, yeah. No, it I mean, is. That's right. exactly right. So stay on it. Um, but it's but it's not even like the main path. It's not the it's not no. the the old the old the road. You right. know what I mean? So no. yeah, it's like this this elvish pass, you know, secret path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hard to follow, and yep. it just um. But there's still even that far north. I guess my point is that the darkness is pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous that it's yes. even that far north. So from where Radagast is and where everything is going on at Dolgodor, like it's got to be pretty bad down there. It's got to be even even worse, you would think. Uh, and I haven't really read. Yeah. This is literally my initial thoughts just after reading the chapter and coming into it. I was like, wow, that is just something I would want to go dig a bit more because I think Radagast. I love him. Yeah. I love Radagast the Brown. I think he's a good wizard. I think he yeah. is helping. I think he is. I think what this shows is that the world itself, that Middle Earth, has neglected. That this is a place yeah. that is. That darkness was allowed to creep in, and when you're one of you know a handful of wizards who's going in um, yeah. and actually trying to look out for living creatures and plant life, and they say they always yeah. the phrase is going native or whatever. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Going native? What does I don't that know. Even mean? I kept seeing people say it on the forums, and I was like, "What? What are we talking about here?" Like, he are we just, gonna? Are we going to get canceled for that? or <laughs> Are we? I don't know. Like, was that, is that a bad thing to say? I'm I, joking. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't, no, I'm joking. I, I was making a joke. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. But, I like, whoa, but no. I, I have no idea. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Uh, but like <laughs> one of the things that I love is that um, you, you just you just said it right there. One wizard 
right? In yeah. this region against, and I'm looking at this map. I'm thinking Erebor is overtaken by a dragon. That's to the northeast. That's pretty right. big. Uh, Gundabad is to the north. The Gundabad orcs. There's yep. orcs all in those mountains in the Arid Mithrim. Then you've got, you know, just, I, I forgot about this. Like the Misty Mountains are infested with orcs. We just came through that in goblins. So they're literally on the west, the north, the east, and the south. If you look at Gundabad, Mirkwood yep. is surrounded by yes, um, it is. In, in ways that other areas in Middle Earth are not so much. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's almost and, like from all sides, they're just getting crushed. And Galadriel nope. is right there in Lorien and, and doing what? Doing what? We can all <laughs> people, people are going to be like, people are like, I did not think Ez was going to tee off on Galadriel and bring up Radagast. Radagast is not even mentioned in this chapter. And here I am. Is this, really? is this, is this just a subplot for him to boost Glorfindel? Oh my gosh. It's all what coming back to Glorfindel. Here we go. Here we go. So anyway, yeah, let me read a little bit of this yeah. summary to kind of get us going too. Um, so uh -oh. Thorin and company, right? Entering Care, Mirkwood. Be careful. Yeah. Hey, I'm not going, hey, uh, they're, they're following the elf, the, the, the elf path. Uh, the forest gate was this arch leading them into a gloomy tunnel made uh, by two great old trees with a few blackened leaves leaning together, strangled with ivy. Um, and so as they go through, they are, it's, it's dark, it's creepy, it is what it is. The path is narrow, and it's, a lot of the description comes down to, like, the trees, um, how, it they, I think they, they tried, I think they did kill a squirrel or a rabbit uh, or something, a small animal, and they tried to eat it, and it wasn't good, right? I mean, they yeah. tried to, to catch a little game, and they couldn't, uh, it didn't taste good. So, like, the water, they're not supposed to drink the water. They can't really find, they had food going in, right? Um, yeah. So, they had their packs full. But when they get in there, they're not able to really eat any of the food. And out the gate, you're kind of like, wow, that's... That's that's just not that's a, that's a bad sign, really bad sign. Yeah. yeah. So um, occasionally, a thin beam of sunlight will slip through, you know, from time to time, but really not much. Um, yeah. There were, as you said at the top of the show, black squirrels. Black squirrels. Uh, hey, you know how rare they are? It's one in every ten thousand. Really? I looked that up. Black squirrels, because I think I've seen one before. Have you seen a black squirrel or a albino squirrel? I can't remember. There was an albino squirrel in Johnstown, as really that I that I saw at a gas station. It freaked me out. I was like, "Why is there a pure white squirrel <laughs> with red eyes coming after my nuts?" But Ghost. black squirrels, black squirrels, yeah, a, a, a white a, a albino squirrel is a dead black black squirrel. But um. <laughs> One in every ten thousand. Wow, that's how rare. That's how rare they are. So I wonder if it was interesting to see what Tolkien did in this chapter. So he he, he had like black squirrels, right? He had this like uh this like ghost deer that was yes. like kind of eluding them the whole time. I'm not going to go off too much here. Just just I, things I want no, to mention. If you want, there if was you, also, you can read something. Yeah, if you need to. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I don't know how there and there were all these other things like. <laughs> All these other little nods to ancient fairy lore, so like the lights, yeah. right? Yes. All these, yes. all these party lights that would lead them off the path. To this day, you have people who see lights in the forest, and they seem to be, uh, like intelligent. They move and they lead you deeper into the woods. 
And old fairy lore, this is this is a huge thing. The forest lights, they lead you off the path and you never find your way back. And here, instead of fairies, it's elves. Mm-hmm, it's this mm-hmm. elven light that, for whatever reason, I, we don't like, and they, are, they seem to be a little mischievous, this group of elves. Yeah. They're, they're, they're being led off this path in hopes of this feast that they can see before them. So it's even more descriptive than like traditional fairy lights. It, it's just this weird pull that you feel like almost like a compelling uh, push towards this light in fairy lore. And you just follow it and you never come back because you lose right. your way and you get lost. But here it's like this temptation. It's like, and there, it happens three times. I also want to point that out. Yes, it does. It, ha- it happens three times. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Tolkien. I've got, right. you can't see it, but there's threes all over the wall in front right. of me. But it pulls them out in hopes of like ending their hunger. And Jen then just goes out and leaves them in the pitch black in the dark. Um, but it's so interesting, all these different little things that he plays with. Then you've got like the, you know, the, um, like, all these omens, like, don't stray from the path, don't drink the water, and of course, or don't even touch the water, and of course, they end up doing all of them. They're almost like self-fulfilling prophecies. Like, if they wouldn't have said, it's like in the back of their head, and they're starting to go crazy, right? There's no yeah, light, yeah. they're suffocated, um, yep. the, the, the air is bad. But the only time Bilbo feels any relief is when he climbs up into the top of those, is it beech trees, I think? And yeah. is able to get out of the canopy, and it's it's he's doomed because he can't see anything because he's in a valley. Even though, if that if they would have been in another part, he would have seen that they were really really close to the end. That's right. That's and right. Then they end up going back. But um, another thing too that I found interesting, I'm reading through. Uh, I believe Tara got it for us. Tara Lynn got yeah. it for the girls. Um, this book it's called John Ronald's Dragons, and it's a a story all about Tolkien's life. It's beautiful. It's a kid's book. Illustrations yeah. are gorgeous, awesome story. But there's this part, it seems to lighten a little bit with um, when they hit this little grove of like uh, beech trees. Do you remember that? Yes. There's the beech trees and it opens up a little bit and it feels a yep. little less menacing. Yeah. And in, in that story, there's this portion where uh, it's from his childhood when his childhood was still rich. He lived in Sarehole. His mother was still alive where he and his brother Hillary would play in these beech trees. And hmm. it was mentioned. It was mentioned. And it was just funny, the connection. I've been reading this to Winnie. She loves hearing it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, 
innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. And then making the connection to this chapter that there's this there's some wow. sort of there's some sort of like affinity for beech trees. You know, I know that his favorite tree was a willow and that's partially why he made old man willow the yeah. way he did. It was like his his favorite tree was a willow tree that got cut down. And so I think part of the thing with old man willow was it was a willow tree getting revenge. Right. You know, and being remembering be, the other yeah, 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 being in control and being menacing towards anything on two legs, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, but I wonder if his, his love for, or memory to beech trees, or maybe just, it was a tree that he lo- he liked particularly that that's the reason that that was associated with a little lighter or yeah, feel uh, an atmosphere. Yeah. Less yeah. menacing area of the forest because it's not all bad. Like not all Mirkwood no. is bad. No, um, because you've, you've got characters in there. You've got, like you said, you've got Radagast living in Mirkwood. So there must be some good there. Uh, or at, at one time was, and you've got uh, these wood elves who right. they're they're ethereal beings, and they decide to live there. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It is just sort of like um, uh, it's not an easy forest to traverse. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. thick, it's dense, it's it's all those things. Um, so yeah, no, that actually gets us through qu- quite a bit of which is good because they go through they they're I mean the beginning of this, and I'm just gonna. Again, kind of summarize some of it, but they're wasting arrows, shooting down squirrels. They don't taste good. Yep. No water, yep. none, of, none of that good stuff. And we we really get to kind of an interesting point to the story where we're going to call upon Bilbo. And I told you back when we were doing uh, Fellowship and everything, Bilbo is my guy. You know, it's, yeah. I, I like Bilbo yeah. a lot. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he, they're now starting to believe in him more. Like mm-hmm. they're, they come to literally... Uh, a barrier they come to that little that that river right the 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 water that's moving through and they have to like cast a rope across you know a hook to the other side and pull the um the boat over they see a boat and this is when you said like the white kind of uh deer comes jumping and well and bomber (laughs) (laughs) in man so well lane and i had some pretty funny funny uh some pretty funny stuff uh, yeah, going yeah. on. I was going to figure that. out. A, yeah. I want you to think of a G-rated version of this without. <laughs> you know, I mean, very G-rated. I say G-rated, but like okay. to, to help folks visualize what we were thinking about okay. in this moment, because what I mean, I can do that. Yeah, Bomber falls into the water. Just to, just to recap for folks, falls into the water because they they were pulling super hard on this. Uh, rope and um <laughs> and they were uh, you know good pull fellas and they they get the they they it snaps the the rope on the other side they pull the boat across yeah. and uh bilbo catches it with a stick bilbo's got those keen eyes he was guiding the pulling of the rope and the hook yeah. um awesome team bilbo let's go 
He's he's literally leveling up. It's so funny. Yeah. You think of a yes. video game and you yeah. think of like Bilbo getting new skills and it's not like he gets some magnificent sword or he gets some magnificent armor and he's leveling up. It's like, no, vision. He's like, all of a sudden, they now yeah. believe in his vision. So he's like, I do have good eyesight. You're right. I can't yeah. see across there. It's simple things. It's little Let tasks. Me, yeah. That he, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me guide you guys. Um, so anyways, uh, Bomber, though, uh, falls in. Drowning. Yeah. yeah. He's drowning. And but, uh, I, I do have a question. In. When they were when they were trying to figure out how to get across, were you thinking like my mind went to you've got a chicken, a fox, and a boat. How do you get them both to the other side without the the fox eating the chicken? I don't know why I couldn't stop. The, you know that that like that old riddle. Like how do you get like what do you send for? And, the, and then no, there's the grain too. The chicken, the grain, and the fox. Yeah. How do you get them all over to the other side without you know? A yeah. chi- chicken dying or the chicken eating all the f- uh, so I was thinking that myself I'm like how do we get these dwarves <laughs> over without bomber falling in the water uh, yep. and and becoming unconscious and it was a deer it was a deer it, who ruined it was it. a deer who, knew, yeah, yeah. who jumps in there yeah. and gets it yeah. uh, and, and he's complaining about being bringing up the rear literally bringing up yeah. the rear I mean come on bomber but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean like you know so what what okay, so f- let's 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 fl- let's flash forward a little bit here. Uh, flash forward. Um, <laughs> now I'm doing it. I'm sorry. And there is a so not only does so he he when he falls in the water, Bomber falls asleep. It yeah. out like a light. They cannot. Gone. He holds onto that rope for dear life, and they drag him over. But then he won't even let go of the rope because he's just passed yeah. out. Yeah. But he's almost like I imagine he's sleeping. He's got his eyes closed, but he's grinning. Yeah, you know? totally. And he's just kind of because we know what we find out later what he's dreaming about. He's he's feasting right. and he's he's getting rest and it's no problem. It's no right. problem. Right. Yeah. And so they eventually, um, like what what where we kind of went with our vision here. This this visual that that we had <laughs> was that like like they're they got to move Bomber and Bilbo at one point to the lights start showing up again and yeah, yeah. all of the uh, they they would run into so the dwarves would see these lights and it's the elves is the wood elves out there doing their thing they're messing with them a little bit and they can say yeah. what they want but i know, i know there's something going on there you're too close you're too close to these guys you get the whole oh, forest yeah. you could go eat anywhere but you and guys to do it decided, that many times to do it yeah. three times too is questionable yes. it's questionable yeah, yeah. suspect so anytime they would send someone into the light, they would go in, be bedazzled or whatever the word is, dazzled, yeah. and pass out. And yeah. they would fall asleep, and they'd try to wake him up and say, what's going on with this guy? So we kind of had this, <laughs> this thought, like, what if they do a good job in the in the movie of making all of them, you remember when they're walking around and they're just like, there's they, they almost are just looking at their feet and they're just kind of like stepping. Yeah, Bilbo one. starts, Bilbo starts yeah. tripping. He like sees himself in front of himself and he's walking right. backwards they're when he's walking looking forward. at their hands. He's trying to look yeah. at your, your hand. So uh-huh. that scene kind of made me feel like, okay, when you come out of that state after you've passed out and you've been, you, you know, Bomber couldn't even remember the last thing he remembered was being in Bilbo's house back in the yeah. Shire. So and like you're amnesia, like, like memory loss stuff, gone. So we yeah. had we had this visual of like the, them just becoming so tormented and deranged and hungry, yeah. and Bomber's just sitting there passed out, and he's the biggest, 
right? Right. Right. You know he dro- he he's he's probably got some kind of like crumbs or right leftovers, and he's got a lot of hair. Yeah, and so maybe they just reverted to ape, and they're like picking stuff out of his hair and his beard. <laughs> yes, and eating, and like Bilbo seems to be the only one who's got any sense. You know, you're right. They rush in, and then the lights go out, and it's pitch black, and they're bumping into each other, and they they it, when when the light finally comes back, sunlight, whatever light they do have, they're far off the path. And maybe when the light comes to one of these times, Bilbo looks over and he sees two or three of the dwarves just... <laughs> yeah, just... Bilbo, come. Feast. Feast. Feast on his, <laughs> on, his, on his crumbs. Like just eating uh, from, from yeah. Bomber's leftovers that are inevitably in, in the creases and cracks of his, of his body. Uh, his, probably, his body. Or- probably, probably his, his beard. Okay, his beard. His, po- his beard. His yeah. ponytail. You know that kind of area. His but, lower back ponytail, maybe too. Who knows? I maybe mean, his toes. Maybe they're eating the cheese between his toes. I don't know. Who knows? It's so gross, and I know it's gross for it's you guys, so gross. but it's just like, it's like, that's the kind of way I see them. Like these desperation. They're desperate. dwarves yes. just rushing around. What do we do? What do we do? And yeah. so yeah, it's just it's wild. And it it comes into play later with the with the spiders. Uh, spoiler alert! But when Bilbo finally frees them, they're like so hungry that they're weak to the point where they can't really even fight. Remember that they're they're yeah. so they're so malnourished that they're like uh like they're they're gone, man. They're gone. If it was not. For Bilbo having his ring and having some, it's amazing. You'd think of all of these creatures that Bilbo would be most affected by the hunger, right? And so then you start thinking like, hmm, okay, a hobbit should be most affected by the hunger. Is he not as affected because of what he's got in his pockets is? Right. Is there some sort of strength or will working on him? Because you'd think that maybe that the ring would want to be, and I know that Tolkien probably hadn't developed this all yet, but you'd think the ring would kind of maybe want to be found in Mirkwood, mm-hmm. right? Sure. But think about who's coming after him. It's not a band of orcs. It's not, uh, you know, some sort of like dark general or something. It's spiders. Like, are spiders going to pick up the ring and go deliver it to whoever it needs to be taken to? I don't think so. Like it would, I think it would probably get so lost in Mirkwood that it would be the same as when it was lost in in the River Anduin. And yeah. so maybe, maybe the the uh, maybe this is just like going back and projecting what we know about the Ring on a situation that should. But like maybe the yeah. Ring is is willing Bilbo to get it out of Mirkwood, it out so of it. it doesn't yeah. get lost there. Like sure. I'm going to stay with this little hobbit because maybe he'll end up crossing paths with somebody who can get me back to my master. But it's yeah. not here. I, I'll yeah. I'll rot. I'll rot here. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I've always thought, and this is just totally my feeling. This I don't even think I can back this up with evidence uh, in in the book. I just those are my this, favorite. I yeah, I my seriously, favorite. it's an impression that you get right. Uh, yeah. And yeah. It's the ring. To me, has seems like it takes time, you know, almost to wake up, or like that the yeah. power for it to start really working and moving. Mm. Like yeah. uh, now, again, you could say to argue that, which is like, well, it pretty much jumped right out of Gollum's hands, and you know, when it, you know, the timing was right, and so lays dormant for a while, boom, pops out, right, you know, convenient. Um, 
Hmm. But I don't know. It just seems like to, to me, I kind of, even when, when Frodo has it, I'm like, wow, it just takes some time. It's going to work on. It's got to work on you for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. It, it, it takes yeah. some time to work on the Hobbits for sure. But anyway. And they also have to get kind of, I think, maybe the whoever possesses it has to get a little obsessed with it as well. And so the longer you have it, the more you fixate on it, the more you obsess over it, you know, the more you're, you're kind of like feeling for it and touching it and, you know, all that yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, you know. Yeah. So let's get into the, 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 here we go. Here's some of the good parts of this. So I'm going to read the summary and then we can talk about some of our major takeaways. But like yeah. Bilbo yeah. awakes. This is, I read this line, uh, you know, earlier, actually when I was, uh, I was reading the chapter, <laughs> when Bilbo wakes up and he finds himself bound up, right? He's all tied up with yeah. sticky thread spun yeah. by giant spiders. Yeah. What is going through your mind at that point? Like, wait, a second, wait, it's, wait, wait, did we party too hard on Bomber's food crumbs? Like, what, what you know, I mean, what were these we dwarves, into? Like, I knew these dwarves were into some freaky stuff, but like, this has gone too far. That's what my this head was probably. Too far. Yeah. Like, is, was the, were they trying to get me out here and, and bind me up? Like, was this the whole, was this a ruse? And this, is this why Gandalf left? Did yeah. this happen to Gandalf once? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, he said, I mean, have fun. You'd be, have fun. You'd, yeah, you'd be like totally bewildered. You would have no idea. Yeah, no yeah. idea. And we do get sort of, don't we get kind of like an illusion early on that when it would go pitch black that they'd see all these eyes? Yes, these all like the time. Orange, red, and they were very unsettling, yes. but you, and they never got close enough for you. Being that's another, watched. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's another like mythological... Or, or like fairy tale element that Tolkien weaves in too is like eyes in the forest. It's always that thing. You're like, you know, if you see eyes, I mean, even if it's just an animal watching you in the forest, it's one of those, you know, um, archetypes. It's like, oh my gosh, that's the the forests have eyes. Like, well, and, you, and, yeah, yeah. Anyone who lives by a creek or a body of water or whatever, like you know, back like my dad and I, I cannot tell you the number of times we sat out on that back porch. And we looked back out into where my treehouse used to be as, yeah. as a little kid. And yeah. we would just see, we'd hear a noise and you could hear one noise in one part. We're sitting on the back porch and you would just see eyes about like like 10 sets just pop up. All raccoons, all possum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. all just like looking up real quick to see what that noise was. And then boom, eyes would just light up and you could see them on the bank and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then I would tell my dad, Crazy. I said, I was like, dad, we're at war. They're coming for the trash. They're coming for the trash and we've got to stop them. It's the front lines. It's <laughs> crazy. They're on the move. Um, boy, we had some absolutely fat. We had cats and we had cat food and they got in the garage. Yeah. And let me tell you, they had a feast. They had a feast in there. The raccoons did. Did they um, ever get one of your cats or was that just the garage? Oh, door? the cats would hang out with them. Yeah. The cats would hang out with them. The cats would hang out with skunks. They hung out with the pop. No, the possum. They were a little bit kind of like you're weird. You know what I mean? Everyone's kind of <laughs> yeah, saying that well, to the pop. They're why a marsupial, man. It's bizarre. It's like, why are you grinning? Yeah. Why are you grinning all the time? You know, playing possum. Playing. It's possum. like well, it's scary out here, man. Why, I, you you are just <laughs> grinning ear to ear. You're up to no good. You're up to no good. Um, by the way, I lived. Yeah, playing possum. Yeah, I I lived near a. <laughs> The, a road right down from our house was actually called Possum Road. No joke. You, oh, yeah. That, that's I forgot about that. Possum Road, yeah. Possum Road, man. Anyways, anyways. But yeah, man. no, you, you, you're you right. The giant spiders you would see hinting the whole time. They actually wouldn't even build a fire for a while because like... Um, 
it was attracting yes and they were coming in close and stuff and so it was drawing too much attention but um yeah so bilbo um wakes up and realizes that the dwarves are all also bound up by the spiders you know even like more more so than he was yes worse off yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so you know he's got a set to getting them free somehow right he's got his sword which is this is cool this is the cool part right where the sword will become sting right i mean this is yes i think it's neat Uh, he it is really cool the first spider one of the funniest things about this too is the first spider he kills he's so so much adrenaline is going through this little guy he he makes 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 his kill he kills a giant evil spider okay And he passes out. <laughs> right? He just, I mean, he just, he's put so much effort into it that it literally blacks out. He just blacks out again. And I'm like, wow. I mean, that's a guy who was like all, it's almost it's like so that, Bilbo. It's so Bilbo. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, you think of a guy yeah. who, who's running like a, a bookstore or a librarian, right? Who's not used to being in battle. He's the guy who's yeah. looking out there like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm out of place. I'm not a warrior. I'm out here on the battlefield. And all of a sudden, push comes to shove, and he just turns into Braveheart. He's just out isn't there, it, like what? Is, isn't it crazy? Because it does make you think. It makes you think, like what? What? Like I don't know. There's definitely commentary there on like war, right? And what people are capable of when put in, or even a, you know against wild animals, like put up against something that you. You, the uh, the uh, the the options are you're gonna die or you're gonna kill this thing trying to kill you, like what what the normal person is capable of. It's yeah. just very interesting because yeah, this timid little hobbit goes goes nutso on a spider. I think they did a really good job. This chapter actually, I think maybe like one of the best things they brought to life in the films. Yeah. yeah. Um. And the and the part where he where he yeah where he slices and dices and does like Martin Freeman does a great job of bringing like the right energy and emotion i think that uh that bilbo bilbo has i had forgotten that he passed out that's that's so funny yeah yeah he passes out so i know folks were raging because i hadn't opened the book yet did but you don't just worry. open your book i, just I was gonna say book, yeah uh because i, like I have to now too well and i wanted to kind of get to yeah. i wanted to i wanted to kind of speed us through some of the stuff at the beginning because i we can get so bogged down in reading the description of the forest that i'm like guys if you want to read the description of the forest and the moss hanging down and all the you know, I <laughs> as is a little bit over it. I this this chapter was just I I, I do enjoy it. it. It's just not my favorite chapter. Oh, yeah. Um it just really um, isn't. But I, I got something for you, I guess. I don't yeah. can't remember exactly this is after the uh after his singing. Okay. Um, oh wait, after after Bilbo's singing? Yeah. Are you getting there? Well, I yeah, I'm actually right there. there. Yeah. If you look so okay. the old fat the old fat spider song is where I'm right before that. Um mm-hmm. and I'm really just looking at like reminding folks the power that hobbits have right they are stealthy they can throw stones and they are lethal it's like i mean it's it's compared to um let's see here so as a boy he used to practice throwing stones at things until rabbits and squirrels and even birds got out of his way as quick as lightning if they saw him stoop and even grown up he had still spent a deal of his time uh at what is this i don't even know Quoits, Quoits, yeah, Quoits. I don't know some uh, British game, maybe. I don't know. As yeah, uh, dart throwing, um, shooting at the wand, 
uh, bowls, <laughs> nine pins, and and other uh, and other games that required kind of aiming and throwing of the sort. He would have he would have loved cornhole. He would have oh, loved farmer oh, maggots yeah. crop toss. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So um, indeed, he could do lots of things besides blowing smoke rings, asking riddles, and cooking, which is a lot of stuff, anyways. But yeah, yeah so it's just kind of pointing out again. Every once in a while, you get a, this. I think of the video game version of Bilbo in this. He's yeah. leveled up an, yep. a, again. Now he can throw a stone and kill a spider. Okay, and it's it is cool how he like he says there. Um, yeah, he mentions those other things, and, and there's, there's lots of other things he can do that I haven't had time to tell you about. So it's like this idea too that you know Bilbo. There, I think it goes back to Gandalf, right? And Gandalf saying like, "This is your man. This is your burglar." Like that, maybe even Gandalf saw things in him. Yes, like things that he was already skilled at, and like this adventure right. just brings the pulls those out, draws them out, uh, and allows them to level up and develop and come in handy. Like the dwarves aren't throwing stuff, right? Are they? They're still wrapped up, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they're still wrapped up. Oh yeah, he's he's drawing the spiders off, and he's trying to. Uh, you know, cause again, they're about to f- yeah, feast up on the meat. Yeah. I mean, that's, the meats, what, they're, sweet that's meats. what they're, yeah, that's what they're after. And so not only does he do that, but Bilbo's also a good, he's a good song. We find out later he's a really good song writer. And the irony yeah. here is that he says in the short amount of time that he had, he comes up with this song, old fat spider spinning in a tree, you know, the old <laughs> fat spider. I did not know that this was, uh, I haven't seen the old animated version of, the Hobbit in quite some time. This yeah. is one. This is one that's made onto the soundtrack. It's uh, know, you played it for me. And I was kind of disappointed because I was like, we don't really, you, we can't top that. I mean, there's no way to. No, we no, need no, to. No, no. We need to find. We still need to find a karaoke version though, and 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 do and it. And kind of do some. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Get some. I do love. <laughs> yeah, I do love that. Uh, Tolkien says, you know, it's not very good, perhaps, but then you must remember that he had to make it up himself. On the spur of a very awkward moment, not like not ideal songwriting times. You know what I mean? Slaying spiders and songwriting doesn't necessarily match up very well. Right, right. How how would you sing? How how would you sing this? So, you would it, would it just be kind of uh, old you'd have to, fat? You'd have to like kind of. Be, uh, so the way I'm imagining it is like a like taunting. Old oh. fat spider spinning in a tree. Old fat spider can't see me. Yep. Adder cop, adder cop. Won't you stop, stop your spinning and look for me? Like, you got to be just. I got it. Egg, egging them on. Like, bring it on, B. <laughs> right? I mean, like. Wow. Maybe? So it wouldn't be like, old fat spider <laughs> spinning in a tree. <laughs> I think. No, here's what I think. I think that's the remix. I think that's when he's back in the Shire recalling yeah. this. Right, right, right. And singing it. It's like more. A, a song of triumph in right. the moment he's like he's like yeah baby let's go you know i'm ready bring them on bring i mean seriously, more though, seriously i thought it was pretty good so you know old <laughs> fat spider spinning in a tree oh <laughs> old fat spider can't see me <laughs> like just real deep and kind of like at her like cop at her cop won't you stop? I mean, just no. That's not yeah. how he would sing it. You're totally right. It would totally be to like a quick, witty kind of version. But I, as I was thinking, like, what would be the long-winded, well, you know, traditional and I also, version? 
I also hear your version. I'm like, that's too good. It's too good. Tolkien it's said it's too, not very good. So it's not like very good. it's like it's like a little kid taunting. Like those right. are never good. Na 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 na. Like that's not a good. Yeah. Uh, you know, like song or tune. It's like right. It's a simplest. nasty song. He's he's a fat spider. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 So I said, what <laughs> did you did you look up what Adderkop means? No. Uh-uh. I never did. I never did. Um, I'll take I'll take a look here for us. Do that real quick. Yeah. Because my internet is slower than molasses. Right now. Yeah, let's. Yeah, we don't need you searching yeah. anything over there. I got um, I got Merc, Merkwood Express internet. <laughs> hmm. What kind of? You think they have dial-up in Merkwood? Probably. It's not high speed. Wow. An Merkwood. ill-natured person or uh, a spider. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ugh. Huh. Ooh, so you're, if you're but calling yeah, someone, yeah, it's got two. Yeah, and ar- okay. it's, 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 it's kind of a noun, uh, archaic uh, noun. Yeah. What's cool. what's what's Tom Naughty? Is it the same kind of thing? Just like a Tom dummy, maybe? Naughty. Let's see. I think you um, need to start calling Tom Tom Naughty. See what he see what he says. Ooh, uh, wow! It's it's I guess it's kind of a Scottish word. Um, there you go. And it says one of its one of the meanings here is fool. Um, yeah, fool okay. dunce. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So insults, just you know, yeah, yeah, good old fashioned insults, good um, old fashioned insults. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, tuck those away for when you need them. Uh, when you're in a department <laughs> meeting, and, you know, your old Tom Naughty. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, after that, so yeah, he gets these spiders all worked up, and he's he's pulling them away. Um, off Bilbo scuttled to a fresh place, but several of the spiders had run now to different points in the glade where they lived. They were busy spinning webs across all the spaces between the tree stems. So he's trying to like move them out and around. They start to get ahead of him though and say, you know what? Let's cut off all the exits. Let's cut yeah. off every exit here. This guy's not getting away. We've done, they've done this before, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so now, uh, yeah. Song continues, this, Lazy Lob, Crazy Cobb, you know, yes. so on. Uh, still a couple pages away. So it's not even that Get big of a it. point. But yeah. but there's this there's this moment where, uh, is it after? Yeah, it's after they, they give, they name it Sting. Mm-hmm. But it's just a real short line, and I had actually so talking about children of Horan, I f- had started that story so many times, like maybe three or four times since college when it came out in the Alan Lee illustrated version that I'm sure most people know of, um, right? But never finished it. So actually, I I, uh, I think it was like before Christmas, before Christmas, uh, I f- read through the whole thing like in a week. Remember, I was texting you all these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, quotes and stuff, and I was like, "Man, this is the most." I think that story is the most ready to be adapted into a movie or a show of anything he's written. The dialogue in that you could literally yeah. just take a script from the dialogue that Tolkien wrote. It is so poignant. Anyway, yeah. one of the one of the things that reminded me of, um, uh, or that Sting reminded me of is Gurthang. Like his blade, mm-hmm. the elvish, the elvish blade, because he mentions that his little sword was something new in the way of stings for them. How it darted 
to and fro. This was the line here. It shone with delight as he stabbed at them. And I thought, okay, so this is also an elvish blade, right? An old elvish blade that was probably forged. It was forged in Gondolin, so it w could have been like around the same time. Or it was a contemporary, I guess, of Gorthang. And how he... You know, how he personifies these elvish blades as taking delight in killing evil things. I yeah. just thought it was I thought it was a cool little tie in that I had just read about in Children of Horror. And I'm like, wow, it's just that is this cool. is something that, that he doesn't mention about any other type of weapon. It's only like elvish blades that they light up and they become like almost like Gurthang, he talks about or he describes a lot as having like a personality. It's it's very uh, it's very interesting, fascinating. I mean, I think that most, I think most stories that have like these great weapons, they do almost kind of become like characters. Definitely, I don't think that's even like that big of a deal to say. Anyway, I don't know. Just the personification that he puts to it, like taking delight. I like all those connections to, to the sword. I think that's. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Oh, okay. I mean, fell out. Listen here. You know, swords and forks. All right. Well, no one like no no um, one likes to know what all is. Come on. <laughs> uh, no, that that is a it's a cool connection. Um, but uh, Bilbo, uh, he's so yeah. You're actually the part I was at right there was he gets his sword out and he is cutting down sort of some of the um, spiders. Kind of back away for a second. They're a little you know nervous cutting through things he goes back and he has to free everybody he's got to get you know philly and killy out of there um you know bifer and, and bofer and dory and nori and so on uh poor old bomber was so exhausted he was the fattest and had been constantly pinched and poked uh he just rolled off the branch and fell plop on the ground fortunately onto the leaves and he laid there uh there were still five dwarves hanging at the end of the branch when the spiders began to come back uh more full of rage than ever so he at some point reveals to them, though, and this is where I'm not going to get us bogged down again in all this uh, reading here, but he reveals to them that the power of the ring. Yeah. He reveals to them the power of the ring is, you know, kind of a watch this. Now I'm going to put the ring on, guys. I'm going to lead them here. So they go kind of on this chase where they're kind of bouncing around between place to place. And he's like, hey, I'm over here. And the spider's like, oh, there he is. And they rush yeah. after him. And the dwarves are kind of trying to get away. Um, so he's, you know, he's shouting, like, come, come down, come down. He shouted to the dwarves on the branch, don't stay up there and be netted. For he saw the spiders swarming up all the neighboring trees and crawling along. Uh, so he's already freed them, trying to get them down, trying to get them to move. Uh, then the battle began. Some of the dwarves had knives. So we eventually get to a point where they are going to fight these spiders. Yeah. Uh, and some had sticks and some and all of them. Uh, could get at stones, and Bilbo had his elvish dagger. Again and again, the spiders were beaten off, and many of them were killed, but it could not go on for long. Bilbo right. was nearly tired out. Only four of the dwarves were able to stand firmly, and soon they would all be overpowered like weary flies. And, you know, so that's 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 where that. So he, here we are. We're in a desperate situation. Bilbo says, um, in the end... Right, he could think of no plan except to let the dwarves in on the secret of the ring. I'm going yeah. to disappear, he said. Yeah. I shall yeah. draw the spiders off if I can. You must keep together and make it to the opposite direction. So, yeah, it's, you know, he doesn't really, he kept it a secret as long as he could. 
Now, guys, don't be alarmed. I'm gonna I'm gonna disappear. Was once he I, gets past this, yeah. Was was Thorin gone at this point? And they just hadn't realized he, it yet. Yeah, some yeah he okay. somewhere in the in this chaos he is gone. He goes missing because yeah. it's just it's just amazing how Bilbo's. There are other dwarves qualified to lead here, but they're just so out of it that he's the one. I, I found that fascinating that he was truly like the leader of the group at this point. No yeah. questions. No, no qu- questions. Like he wasn't he wasn't yielding to any king. He wasn't, you know, submitting to any elder or more experienced adventurer. He was deciding their fate. He was deciding their fate as Yeah. If something bad happens, it's gonna be on a decision I make. Yep. And that was crazy. It's just crazy, man. It's wild. It, yeah. It, it is. And actually, what you can see a second in command kind of pop up, but you're totally right. It's totally Bilbo takes over here. Yeah. And he says, he says, guys, watch this. They are shocked when the, when the ring goes on, astonished. He slips by the spiders, is drawing their attention away. Yep. Once a gap forms in the circle, the, the spiders that's emerging on them, uh, Balin realizes what Bilbo has done. Because, you know, you can't yep. give all the details your plan. Like, you're, you know, you're, in, you're in battle, essentially. It's like, quickly, you've got to have people kind of infer and pick up what's happening so um he does and he basically says all right here we go we found a weak link here in the circle let's punch through and so that's how ballin and those guys will will get out and they you know thankfully are able to kind of get away from the um the spiders yeah so uh let's see just to wrap that up so it's 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 action packed. It's wild, like you said. I think the movie did a really good job of it. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go. So the dwarves then noticed that they had come to the edge of a ring, where the edge of go. a ring. By the way, mm-hmm. by the way, multiple times they come to the edge of that yes. ring. Did you notice yes. that? All the time they were approaching a ring of some and, of some sorts, and they were like encircled and yeah, like and the ring. elves. The elves where there was a ring. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three. Hey, three rings. Three rings. Elvish the elves. Rings. What's going on, man? What's going on? <laughs> See what happens when we start, you know, picking through some of the paragraphs. Oh, yeah. You don't want to pick um, too hard through Bomber. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> the doors then noticed. They had come to the edge of a ring where the elf fires had been. Whether it was one of those that they had seen the night before, they could not tell. But it seemed that some good magic lingered in such spots, which the spiders did not like. At any yeah. rate, here the light was greener, and uh, it's it, there's less it's less thick, less threatening, and they had a chance to rest and draw breath. They lay there for some time, and they're kind of gathering themselves. It's in one of these rings that they recount the story of Gollum and the ring. Balin wants to know, what's up? How'd you get this ring? Tell us the true story. So they have some time to kind of talk about that story. And I think Balin feels good because, all right, so my wits weren't kind of wavering. You you snuck past me with a magical ring. And he thinks back to when he was on watch and Bilbo got past him. And he was like, wow, how'd this guy get past me? You know, it's crazy. Um. So yeah, and this this is that other part of the conversation. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember when we recorded with, I think it's when we recorded with Dave, and we mm-hmm. were doing riddles in the dark, and we we there was that little excerpt I found about just how the story of the ring changes and what parts Tolkien rewrote, which parts he didn't, and this was one of the um, aspects that was uh, 
uh, highlighted. Really? And how, yeah. yeah, and how it's, I, I don't know if this is the one that was controversial about like, was, was Bilbo a liar? Uh, you know what I mean? Like how much did he tell the truth ab- about, yeah, and how much did the story change? And it's just interesting. I can't keep it all straight. Well, Bilbo's the best, guys. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear otherwise. All right, don't don't you come after. Yeah, Uncle him Bilbo. and the, him and that Radagast. They're you know they're going native. You know they're going. <laughs> the things that stick out of your mind are unreal. Oh my god! All right. So okay, at this point, the story is told. They look up at the and, and they're looking around and they say, uh, "It's Dwalin who says, where is Thorin?'" Yeah. Where's he at? All of a sudden, the next paragraph. Yeah. yeah. Terrible shock. No idea. They're only yeah. 13. They're not 14. Where is he at? What had happened? Uh, paragraph later, Thorin had been caught much faster than they had. Yeah. You remember Bilbo falling um, like a log into sleep as he stepped into a circle of light? Do you remember that? Because that's yep. kind of a weird, you know, time. He goes in, out like a light. Yep. Yep. Out like a light. Um, falls asleep <laughs> right uh yeah yeah right you know what you're doing you know what you're know. doing i don't know what i'm doing um clever boy then <laughs> wakes up and so they're uh tolkien's kind of filling in this time here so the next time it had been thorin so we only saw what happened to bilbo but now we're getting this version where thorin had stepped forward as the lights went out he fell like a stone enchanted all the noise of the dwarves lost in the night their cries as the spiders caught them and bound them and all the sounds of the battle the next day had passed right over him unheard the wood elves had come to him and bound him and carried him away so i mean that's how he gets taken by the feasting wood elves and um they are they differed from the high elves of the West. They were more dangerous and less wise. And that is according to Tolkien himself. Yeah. All right. There it is. So yeah. um, Interesting. So it says for most of them together with their scattered uh, relations in the hills and the mountains were descended from the ancient tribes that never went uh, to fairies in the West. And that's true. So you, when you when you go, it's funny that it's in the Hobbit, right? And then you go back to his Silmarillion and the elves that stayed versus the elves that went or sent over, like split into three different factions. And so this is a group of of them that um, they were descended from ancient tribes that never went to fairy in the West. So Eleanor, right? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, they're the light elves and the deep elves and the sea elves went and lived for ages and grew fairer and wiser and learned more and invented their magic and their cunning craft and the making of beautiful and marvelous things before some came back to the wide world in the wide world the wood elves lingered in the twilight of our sun and moon but loved Mm -hmm. best the stars and they wandered in great forest and they grew tall in lands that are now lost so, you know, that's just a little bit of um, info on these elves that are, that you know, took Thorin. So, yeah. yeah. And the rest of this we can kind of summarize, which is they he's taken before their king. And yep. apparently there's some there's some ancient uh, beef and some quarrel between uh, these, these two groups. Squirrel? And squirrels? 
Black squ- beef squirrels. Beef squirrel. <laughs> uh, they, um, the, the, the king is looking for like, like jewels and things that might have been stolen. And according to the dwarves, well, you stole it from us first kind of thing. Who's telling the truth here? Who do we believe? It's all left ambiguous. We don't really know exactly. Um, it's a squirrel quirl. It's a squirrel quirl, yeah. Or a, a chipmunk chippy. Yeah. Batting um, down the H's. Here's here's the last two kind of just paragraphs on this. So then the elves, um, they put him in chains. They shut him up in one of the innermost caves with strong wooden doors. And they left him. They gave him food and drink plenty of both, if not fine, for wood elves were not goblins, and they were reasonably well-behaved even to their worst enemy when they captured them. The giant spiders were the only things that they had no mercy upon. There in the king's dungeon, poor Thorin lay. After he had gotten uh, over the thankfulness for bread and meat and water, he began to wonder what had become of his unfortunate friends. It was not very long before he discovered, but that belongs to the next chapter and the beginning of another adventure. So... Um, yeah, that's a big kind of, you know, now we're next chapter will be, um, yeah, uh, uh, barrels out of bond. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So perfect. You did a great job. Hey, you know, um, thought, thought you weren't going to open that book though. I can't help myself. I can't help myself. Good thing you didn't swear on it. Huh? <sighs> I get tempted. I get tempted sometimes. Shame. So. Um, <laughs> that was great, man. That was, it's good. You know, you'd think after three months we had a little bit of rust, but I don't see any. I don't see. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't either. These either. guys are really big jerks. I'm not All listening right. anymore. I'm out. All right. We do have, um, so, I got a couple so. stories in here. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. Uh, you want to read all of them? Yeah. And actually, so the first one's just yeah. real simple. It's just Colby. Yeah. Uh, Colby sent us something and said, um, uh, Hey guys, my name is Colby. I live here in Dayton, Ohio. I love the podcast, and you guys have inspired me to start reading The Lord of the Rings. Uh, the Lord of the Rings are my favorite movies of all time. I love how real they are and how they use real people in a lot of scenes, not just CGI. Yeah. I do have a question for you guys, though. As far as my uh, Lord of the Rings theology goes, it's not very deep. So if you guys could, um, <laughs> could you talk a little bit about the start of the universe, maybe the powers? Uh, and the beings in the universe, thanks so much for what you do. Much appreciated. And then he lives down in Dayton. And uh, hey, he said dinner's on him if we it's ever awesome, had Colby. Way, which is Heck yeah, sick. man. Pretty sick. Yeah. This pandemic's hey. over. We're going to get go get some uh, yeah, some grub. Definitely. Yeah. Well, hey. I, I'm sort of an expert on like... I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I know of, you. I Because I, I'm not. I mean, that's, the, that's, well, that's a good question, Colby. Like we... Um, we are going to come to the Silmarillion at some point. Maybe, maybe, maybe well, not. Well, hold on, hold on. There's someone I can contact who could answer all these questions. Let me sort of just go inward. Come on. Bring him out. Hey, guys. It's uh, it's Rory Olson here. I'm sorry. <laughs> sort of gave that one away. It's Rory Youngson here. <laughs> um, so you want to know about the beginnings of Middle Earth, huh? <laughs> That's cool. Miller's a real, real old world. It's not top Earth or bottom Earth, but it's Miller. <laughs> it's very old. Um, you mentioned CGI in your question. I'm not sure what that stands for, but I know <laughs> that Loder stands for Lord of the Rings, 
which is, of course, the tale which takes place in, you guessed it, <laughs> Middle Earth. Um, so the beginnings of it, it's kind of cool. Like it's, um, you ever seen like a rock band? <laughs> and now they sing, they sing songs. And I guess a lot of bands sing songs, but <laughs> it kind of started that way. <laughs> Sounds too good to be true. <laughs> Don't most beautiful music sound that way? <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned for next time, uh, Colby. Uh, this episode's dedicated to you. My name's Rory Youngson, and um, next time we're going to be digging in deeper to the beginnings of the universe. And maybe exactly like what those lyrics were in that song. <laughs> catch, catch you on the, catch you on the middle, Middle Earth. Bye. See, wow. I told you I could do it. I told wow. you. Wow, that came out of like where, where uh, that is unreal that you have that in your Rory, mind palace. Rory lives inside me, and he's the man <laughs> inside me at all times, and yeah. um. He comes and he goes. Yep. Okay. And um, I don't know. Maybe he'll have his own show someday. Maybe that's what will start popping up on YouTube and our channel. Maybe not. My question is, Colby. is the, Colby, is the <laughs> Roy Youngston show coming out before the Lord of the Rings, you know? Oh, uh, inevitably. Show? Okay. Inevitably. Uh, probably by years or decades. I don't yeah. even know if, I mean, which is more real? Honestly, well, that's, good. that's a good question. Yeah, you could so, cut that up into a trailer. What I just did. Oh, I know you guys. I'm planning on it. I'm planning on it. Um, so <laughs> I want to say, I want to say, so I actually had an experience. I had a, I had a student show up, and I, I feel like I said this on the podcast. I can't remember when. Um, now I'm actually starting to think that I already read Colby's message. I have these like, I get these. <laughs> I don't think of, so. I don't think so either. But like, I get I these um, moments where I have deja vu. I do. I yeah. can't remember all the stuff I've said. So I, I had a student come to me and they said, so what happened like in the beginning of yeah, the Lord yeah. of the Rings? Like, where yeah. do they all come from? Yeah. And I was like, well, look, I was like, you have God. And I literally just gave like, cause we had like five minutes in between classes. And I was like, and they're like, no, just start from the beginning. I was like, no, literally, uh, there's, there's this guy, <laughs> God, his name's like Ilavatar, Iluvatar, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got a bunch of children. One's named Manway, uh, you know, other one, uh, Melkor, whatever. Bonway, yeah. And, yeah, and they're brothers, you know, and they're kind of like, there's other children, they're like the angels. Well, one's bad, one's good, you know, one sings a song of discord. Next thing you know, they're making the world together, but the one bad son kind of, you know, but he's also important because we need some discord in the world too. Uh, you know, the whole thing. I was just running through all of this, just talking about like the hierarchy of like, and this kid was just like, what are you talking about? Like, this is, I was all over the place. And um, it was kind no of fun. One likes just to, to, you know, no one likes to know it all as, I mean, that's cool. I thought it was just a good, you know. Yeah. You know, so, kind of. okay. Uh, so you just got to come show Rory. Rory. Up. No, you I can't let Rory have his moment. Okay. Roy, I'm you, sorry. You, I I see you flexing. You're quite literally flexing your arm right now. I'm scratching my arm. Oh, okay. Showing off the old cannons. Uh, <laughs> they're old, all right. That's for sure. They're old. Some things never change. They're wore out. They're wore out. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Now that's cool that they, obviously, that you're a trusted adult for one, but yep. two that they would come to you with questions about 
Middle Earth. Just th- just imagine when this show drops in twenty forty five. How many? Right. If you're if you're still teaching, if you're still yeah. teaching when the show comes out, imagine wow. how, if you haven't retired at the age of sixty five. Imagine right. how many questions you'll be fielding. Mm-hmm. You'll yeah. be getting all of them. You'll be like, they'll be like, hey, Mister Kirk, that episode or Kirk, that yeah, episode last night. Any of that really true? Where can <laughs> I find the answers? You'd be like, guys, I've had 30 years to research it, so I know exactly what page number it's on. And no, right. they right. don't drop their pants. Right, right. May hey, Mr. Kirk, is any of that is any of that true? <laughs> like as is that like is that based on a true story? Is that based on a true story? What's, what's Mr. Going Kirk on there? I heard this is about history. Is that true? Is that true? No? Which age? Which age okay. was that? Which age was that? Before I Christ even... or after Christ? Which Wait a minute. I thought it was Common Era now, Mr. S- Mr. Kirk. You sly dog. Yeah, yeah. How dare you be weaving in these ancient, archaic terms. All right. Um, good, good. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Colby. Appreciate it. That's awesome, Colby. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, would you like me to read this next one, my friend? Yeah, I think it's uh, Luke is next. Yeah. Uh, I just saw in highlight Lost Lane. That should be like, isn't that uh, isn't that the name of our one of our our Patreon episodes? That's a theme. <laughs> Lost Lane episode. We've two. got we've got Luke the Shirt Nerd. Got to be careful with that one. Um, I know. Sounds like something else, but I'm gonna read Luke's uh, Luke's Tolkien story. Luke, here is your moment. Do you think people like they hear their name and they're like, oh my gosh, this is it? This is my story being this shared. I would, I, mean, I would, I'd be like, I'd be geeking out. I've had a, I, before we podcasted, I had a comment read or a review read on a podcast and I about pissed, excuse me, I about, I about lost control of my bladder. I like showed uh-huh. Sarah, I showed my parents. I think I, sh- oh, I love it. maybe even showed you. Yeah. Yep. And I was so, I was over the moon. It's fun. It's crazy. It's yeah. a lot. Of, yeah. It is fun. It builds that connection. Um, Dear as in Lane, warning in all caps, no apologies shall be included in this email regarding the length of my digression into the historical underpinnings of Tolkienian, I didn't even know that was a word, Tolkienian inspiration. I do love that, okay, Luke, I'm not throwing you under the bus, but I do love that all apologies or lack of apologies are kind of sort of by default apologies. I love that there's no way around it. You can't. Not apologize or apologize. It's just you write a long story and you ha- you you have our hat. We take our hats off to you. Yes. It's the way we like it. So though you guys have finished the Lord of the Rings series, uh, I'm still in the process of catching of up. Catching of up? <laughs> catching up. I've read the series a couple of times back in middle school because of the movies and again in college. I saw Fellowship in theaters and like so many, immediately read The Hobbit and Loader before Two Towers hit theaters. Uh, I read The Silmarillion and The Unfinished Tales between watching the extended edition, actor commentaries in high school and college. I was an English major. There you go. That's perfect. And my department actually had a Tolkien class. I was also a classics major, meaning I was exposed to a lot of Greco-Roman history as well. In fact, so already Luke is five pay grades above our I know. feeble hobbit minds. I love it. I can barely read this letter, honestly. Um, this is amazing. Um, 
I do. Okay, I remember reading Luke's when it came through. This is amazing. This is amazing. I'm I am honestly when I when we get things like this from like superiorly educated human beings, yeah, who can tolerate listening to us. I know. I almost go into like it's mind boggling. Honestly, like mind boggling. Like what? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was also a classics major, meaning I was exposed to a lot of Greco-Roman history as well. In fact, I am currently living in Crete, studying early Bronze Age pottery, and listening to, you guessed it, as in Lane, with guest appearances from the lovely Goldberry, work their way through the series, or working their way through the series. Though I'm not reading along, it definitely helps me through my days looking at broken pieces of pottery. And it certainly convinced me to reread, uh, reread it when I get back home to North Carolina. So Luke's is or was just sitting there uncovering history, yep. putting together pieces of pottery that have been broken for thousands of years, right? And listening to our voices in his ear again. It's unreal. It, it kind of makes you wonder: Is there like what is the universe? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now. Now, here comes the reason for my email today. So today, I listened to Helm's Deep, one of my favorite chapters in the whole series, right up there with the Bridge of Casadum. Mm. I haven't read Lord of the Rings since receiving my archaeology degree. Again, Luke, this Get is amazing. You're, you're, you're freaking Indiana Jones, bro. I know. So it'd be like if Indiana, if Indy was staring down that swordsman, and he was like, Give me a minute. Instead of just reaching out the gun and shooting him, he was like, give me a second. And he puts in an earbud, and it's our voices. That's exactly yeah. what this is making That's me think. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he hasn't read uh, since receiving his archaeology degree. Uh, so a moment popped out to me for the first time ever as you guys analyze the history of the fortification. I'm paraphrasing, but the passage says that men say in far-off days of the glory of Gondor, the sea kings, built here this vastness with the hands of giants. Comparatively, the Anglo-Saxons found archaeological remains in Britain long after the fall of uh, the Roman Empire, and they also said that giants must have built them. They couldn't comprehend how humans could do it alone. I'm thinking even like, you know, uh, like um, Stonehenge and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You would. You'd come across and be like, what the crap? Yeah. We do yeah. that we do that today with modern Well, technology. now hold on. That's ancient aliens. That's not Roman Empire. Let's get this clear, okay? Oh, right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, actually, do I meant to tell you there is a a new body shop in Lancaster that opened up. It's called Area 51. Do they have oh, Element 151? We're going. Or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, can you fix my spaceship? It's what I call my van. <laughs> so, why So, why is Tolkien including this about Helm's Deep or slash slash the Hornburg. To me, it seems that Tolkien is attempting to show the decline of the third age of Middle Earth while also elevating how amazing the second age would have been. With this logic, Helm's Deep was not in fact built with the help of giants. Rather, the Numenorean technologies, this is very interesting. So again, it's it's sort of uh, mm-hmm. um, more, it's like semantics, honestly, of architecture and weaponry and uh, many other such skills have been thoroughly forgotten, even to the point that people in the Third Age can't contemplate that humans could build such incredible things. The Second Age was the peak of Roman Britain. The Third Age was the Dark Ages, a term we no longer use in the field, but you get my meaning. Very interesting, because we even talked about, just sort of in a different respect, the co- the disconnectedness to 
like the gods, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The yeah. disconnection, uh, um, like the closest you get is when they look to the stars. Right. That's the that's their connection to any other ethereal beings that might be playing a role in what's going on. So even you know this that's very very awesome connection by Luke. Despite the negativity that ha- that this uh, interpretation aims at the third age, the result of the series does speak to the heart and courage of the peoples of the third age. So not the you know um, the achievements of these buildings and technology, but what people accomplish mm-hmm. and how incredible the achievement of destroying the ring of the second age supervillain truly is. Yeah, best Luke the Sherd nerd. Luke, that was amazing. I like that again. Yeah. Again, uh, I, I love it too when people work in like theories to their Tolkien yes. stories. It doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, it's just it's cool. It's like a two for one. You've got like a, a well, commentary on on something that that's uh, pertaining to the story, as well as their own you know personal experience. I mean, that was great, Luke. Yeah, because yeah, I think that fits really well, right? I mean, like it with does. Uh, yeah. with, with what he what does. We're, well, we're thinking yeah. we we've been talking recently about like Numenorean technology and like. Imagine yeah. if it's shut. I mean, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that kind of shock us if we went and we saw features and structures that were way bigger and way more advanced? Like maybe some yeah. of it's been destroyed and there's ruins that are yeah. gone that are completely just. Like to me, we, it seems, yeah, to me, it seems so arrogant that we think that we're the pinnacle. And this yeah. is something that I, like, my, my dad has helped me realize. Like, I, I never would have thought of this before. He's like, why do we think that we're, the most technologically or uh you know like maybe we made it this far on a certain branch but maybe there was another branch that went even farther that was lost knowledge right think about the yep. the, the the uh the myth of atlantis uh if you go to the bible uh the bible says that you know in the in the ages in the age of noah civil, civilization was more advanced than than we are today. You have the Tower, Tower, of, Tower, ba- of, Babel. Tower of Babel, go, man, where there was there was one tongue among human beings, at least according to the scriptures, right? And it was uh-huh. like they there was nothing that was impossible for them. Yeah, if there was nothing that was impossible for them, how can we think that we are? I don't know. I mean, I, I understand both sides of it, but it's just very interesting to think why because we because think about it. Like, there's this there's this idea that uh, we are like one solar storm away from mm-hmm. being in the 1800s. Yeah. It happens every few hundred years, but the only difference in society now is that we have so much um, of our connection and part of our daily lives is dependent on technology, on satellites, and on cell towers. And if we got hit by this solar flare storm or whatever it would knock all those completely out and then what are you you telling me like most people would be able to just oh carry on no problem no there would be like mass hysteria and there would be a a huge like um uh panic and a lack of communication and who who knows i mean i think i think we'd survive obviously but it'd be a different existence until everything could be fixed by a small amount of people who actually know yeah. how to do that stuff. Like, yeah. 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 Here's, here's something that you said that's interesting. So people say that the Empire State Building or these different buildings, tallest building in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. That, do, how yeah. do we know that? Well, it's the, tallest we ev- it's the tallest ever. 
Yeah. What the old tower? I mean, we got. I mean, this this tower was going up to, to see God, Tower of Babel. All right, they were going up to see the boss himself. I mean, I know. I love I love when they, when they show the Tower of Babel. They always like find this old image of like a stone tower that's like five feet tall or something. It's like, like how do we on. how do we know? Like how do we know it, if it's if it? Okay, so you have two schools of thought. It's like it's a biblical story is supposed to teach us a lesson, or uh-huh. it's true. It's one or the other, right? And or maybe it's a little bit of both. I don't know. And for if God's freaking out, if God's freaking out, man, it's a pretty tall tower, right? Like if God is freaking <laughs> like out, they're almost here. They're if almost God's here. like, oh shoot, I hear him knocking on the bottom door. Bottom Earth is coming into Middle Earth. I better right. freak. Uh, I just... <laughs> People are like. Guys, is there seriously? any redemption? Is there any redemption for me now in my soul? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I was about. I was about. It's a comedy podcast, okay, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no. It's it's the other thing too. And I people think I'm crazy, but I mean, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. The Wright brothers were not the first ones to fly. They no way. Because you want you want to know why? I've been me. I've been wanting to talk to you about this, and this is. Luke, uh, you know what? I don't even care. Thanks, Luke. I'm not making I'm not making any apologies because Luke is probably geeking out on this. Real well, hard. he's also shaking he, his head, going, "Fellas, come on!" He's going like, you know? "Guys, I took classes on this. Y'all this are is, okay. Is, I'm done. I'm done. This is what this is the nail in the coffin for Luke. He's like, I'm not listening anymore. I'm done. They're just, talking ancient alien stuff. I'm out of here, man. Like this, this discredits <laughs> everything else they've ever said that I found interesting. But like, okay, so I've been meaning to tell you about this. Like, uh, yeah. it's insane. I mean, all over, all over ancient, well, ancient civilizations from all over North America had these. But, dude, there are so many, like, within 10 or 15 minutes drive of Amanda. I mean, I, yeah. I know that they're in Newark as well. But, yeah. like, there are some. I have this old map of Ohio, and there are even more than I realized. Yep. There's a, tar- like, five minutes from here, there is a mound called the Tarleton Cross. Okay, a cross, whatever. That's not that hard. Why is there a serpent mound? Oh, I, as I, th- I th- as I thought about like taking yeah. the girls to go see the serpent mound, and then I'm like, yeah. how stupid is that? You'd have to be in the sky to see the serpent. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to see it. And then, and then I've I thought to myself, yeah. yeah. And then I thought to myself, huh? There's a thought. If you have to be able to be in the sky to make out what it is. They were in the sky somehow. They were in the sky. Get out. Why of else? I, I'm not see here. I'm not gonna make a pie. To throw it in the trash. Does that make Is that a good analogy? I'm not going to go in there and bust my butt to make a delicious blueberry pie to go mm, yeah. and put it in the trash. I'm not going to yeah. make something, sweat over something, measure things out, bake it for an hour just to never taste it. In the same way, I don't think you're building these mounds all over North America for them to never really be seen. Yeah. They don't look like anything from the ground. You have to be up high to see what they are. Yep. Let me tell you. Let me let me drive the the nail in the uh, whatever we're driving this into. Um, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Okay. All right. There were primitive Ewoks that had yeah. hang gliders. True. If those guys can get on hang gliders, yeah. and just take off on a cliff, yeah, see the land. I'm telling you. It's well, and the, to to tie into that, in a in a galaxy within this county, there's a Snoke Road. That's weird. That is that's there's pretty wild, actually. Snoke Road. So you tell me how far away this galaxy really is, and how long ago it really was, or is it in the future? Yeah. 
Oh, as I was also thinking about, so, so Luke is just going to love this. Luke is going to freak out. So we've had this Mars rover landing thing, right? And you can cut this out if you want. Go ahead, put it. No, in no, no. I, see I, what, no. I see what you're doing. So everyone, uh, everyone, oh, not everyone, but there's this big movement to go colonize Mars. That we think if life is going to ex- is is going to extend, we have to go colonize the universe, right? We have to go to Mars, populate it because our planet's dying. But we also have this theory that like there was life once on Mars. What if we are here because we left Mars? Yeah. Mars was Mars was dying. Has this been said? No, I'm I'm just I'm right. sure it has. But I I never heard it anywhere and I just, it came to my mind I'm like we're trying to get back to Mars. What if we freaking left Mars? <laughs> because funny. it was di- because it was dying. Yep. And now it's been so long and we've forgotten that's where we came from. But yep. we destroyed that planet. We had a second chance on Earth and here we are thinking we got to go back. Crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's for you, Luke. Luke, you just inspired us. Yeah, wow. thanks, Luke. Yeah. Oh gosh. All right. Well, we're gonna um we got more, obviously, but we'll save we're gonna save some of these yeah. just because uh time and um Wow. And we've got uh connection. You can't hang, you can't yeah. hang or something? Well, I'm just what? you know, I'm worried about the old you know, we we're on a we're running on a fragile connection here, so I'm just Do we are we really? Do I need to No, you're good. You're again? good. Don't touch a thing. Do not touch a thing. Okay. Don't move. Actually, I thought Lane actually froze at one point, and I thought he was messing with me. I was like, "Wow, you really kept that up!" And then I kept I kept talking to him for like two minutes, and I was like, "Lane, it's gigs up, man. Come on, like it's over." Okay. And it's well, I'll, just, I'll get right into it. We have we do have a couple riddles. We're uh, this is the sad thing though. I think these are the last ones. We need more riddles, guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen. Please send us riddles. Uh, maybe no one likes this segment. I thought it was pretty cool. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have um, riddles from Billy Mortensen himself, Todd Robbins, our beautiful friend from the state of Rohan. Um, and I don't think we're going to get them. He sent us two. Okay. All right. Here's, here's the first one. I have not seen the answers yet. All right. Okay. I have seas without water. I have forests without wood. I have deserts without sand. I have houses with no brick. What am I? Seas without water. Yeah. I'm thinking a letter C. <laughs> okay. That's cool. I like, that. I like that. It's got no water in it, though. It's got no water yeah, in no, it. No, no. Um, and then we've got a forest with no trees. Yeah. Wait, have we done this one already? No. Okay, good. All right. No. Forest with no trees. No. Yeah, forest without wood. Forest without wood. Not no trees. Oh, without wood? Yeah. Um, I think I know what this is. And I can't remember if I accidentally saw the answer or if I'm just if I'm just elevated. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, 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 a Nokian. Look out now. Nokian <laughs> stuff's coming back. I just <laughs> ascended planes, man. I'm on the third plane. And like my mom was from that one. And... Oh, dude, she was the most beautiful alien you'd ever seen, man. Like my dad, <laughs> he could not keep it. He could not keep his, you know, uh-huh. like his little soldier in its place, man. My mom, my mom was the best, most beautiful alien anyone's ever seen, man. Just, yeah. So your Anakian self is coming out, and you're realizing yeah. I'm up right. there. I'm way up. Um, as the kids say, I'm way up, dude. Yeah, I don't way know up. what they say anymore. Even though, yeah, what? Uh, 
Tell me the answer. I don't know what's this one's tough. Uh, I th- I think so. I have seas without water. I have forests without wood. I have deserts without sand. I have houses with no brick. What am I? I think it's a map. Oh, really? Um, I think it's a map because it would have all those things. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. seas. Yeah, it's a drawing. Now the only thing I'm a little stumped on is the houses with no brick. You don't typically have houses on a map. Lane. You can, but what? Uh, what? No, you Absolutely, not, you do. Absolutely, do you? castles, Before? keeps. You know, yeah, okay, that's a pretty solid. That's a pretty. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. A, I, houses is different, I guess. That's a solid point. You have to be a jerk. I mean, Bag End is on a map. You know, like. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much. All right, all cool, right. I, I said, should un- unveil it here and see. Uh, yeah. What we got? What we got? Um, well, it's whited out and I can't tell. So I'm going to copy and paste it to the doc. Okay. This, copying. Is, this is fun. Okay. This is great radio, by the way. Okay. Let me just put it in here. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Dead uh, air. A map. A map. That's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, okay. okay. I think I cheated. I think I saw that one, dude. Ah, uh, right, you know one. what? It's fine. You'll, you'll give it to me. I don't so maybe my, maybe I'm not ascending man I, I don't know all right let's do our next one yeah never was I am always to be no one ever saw me nor ever will and yet I give confidence to all who live and breathe on this terrestrial ball what am I I think we've done these I think I know this one I don't know about the map I did not know the map one you know what's to be embarrassing is if we've done the map one and I didn't and we, remember it and I still <laughs> didn't know the is answer. It more, is it more embarrassing that or is it more embarrassing that I think I'm so smart and knew it? Well, it's equally pretty bad. Equally pretty bad, yeah. All we uh, know is Luke Luke is never listening to this podcast ever again. Ever again. We ever have, again. We've totally just I'm drained, sorry, Luke. drained it. Yeah. But uh, this one, do you know what it is? I think I know what the answer is. I think I do too. On the count of three, we're going to say it. Ready? One. One. Two, three, three, tomorrow. Pumpkins. Wow. Okay, you say tomorrow. I was thinking future, the future. Never no, was. I'm... Never was. I am always to be. No one ever saw me, nor ever will. We never really see the future because it's the present. Yeah. Yet I give confidence to all. We always hope for the future. The future. Fu- yep. Future's bright. Future's bright. Yeah. Cool, Elaine. You picked a better word than I did. It's fine. You know, whatever. Okay. It might be. It might be tomorrow. No, it's the future. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you just shut your mouth when you're talking to me over there, fella. That that stupid guy with the bald head is just remembering answering it previously. He's a really <laughs> big idiot. Oh god! I'm totally doing a Gaffigan thing there. I I know you are. I know the future. The future. Nice job. Um, I think we've done that. Let yeah, I, I think we've done those anyway. Thank honestly, you. Honestly, 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 if we have, we have, I do not remember them, Lane. I, for the life of me, do not remember them, dude. You know why? Because it's one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I don't remember sometimes we get, my eyes, if you guys go watch the video, are bloodshot. You can't really yeah. tell that. Bloodshot. Yeah. Like a vampire over here. I like how you just said, if you go watch the video, you guys, you'll be able to see my eyes are bloodshot. You can't really tell. <laughs> like, like that was just a plug uh, for people to go watch the video i love it yeah, just watch. subscribe while you're there too 
All right, that's riddles in the dark. Uh, at this point, we're in the dark. Please send us some more and unexpected pod at gmail.com. Otherwise, I'm going to have to go hunt up riddles with answers whited out, and I'm sort of afraid. Can I ask you one riddle I'm before fine, we go? I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just one, one riddle. Yeah. Why did the spider live in the forest? Why did the spider live in the forest? Yeah. Um, why did the spider live in the forest? Mute, mute. Um, no, I think I got it. Spider live. Full circle here. Wait, is that a hint? Yeah, it's a hint. Because it had a nice ring to it. Wow. I don't think that's I mean, that. That's, that's so, but you brought in ring, a ring reference, and so anytime you can weave that in uh, to an answer, I'm impressed. So is, that's now the right answer. Is that's that now correct. Okay. You are right. correct. Um, the real answer is because no one cares. Like Radagast. It doesn't matter what your name is, you it jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh gosh, oh gosh, yeah, good, uh, yeah. I need that's a sick uh, hoodie you're wearing there, by the way. Oh man, Real that's amazing! Hoodie. Oh, yeah. you got to get yourself one. I it's, need me one. Maybe maybe I'll get you one. All right, that sounds good. I okay, like that. Okay. All right, but um, yeah, it's just a full circle. I mean, despite why do they live there? Probably because probably because Gladrio doesn't care. Probably because Radagast doesn't care. I mean, I'm sorry to I I normally don't throw my own order under the. I know. It, I know. It's just I'm frustrated the that cart. the spiders yeah. are there. I'm frustrated. It's so. sort of like, I don't know, like where, what's with the apathy? Like, are we going to save this world or not? Like, okay, so you get to be Miss, Miss Smarty Pants and you get to be Mr. Brown Hat. Really? If you're not saving the world, I don't think so. Give me your brown hat and give me your Smarty Pants. You don't deserve them anymore. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I really do either, but it sounded, sounded sort of like sassy. So I thought I'd, that was good. That was good. Kind of put it out there. All right. How can friends <clears throat> share the load, my friend? Hey, guys. We appreciate you sending in the Tolkien stories. We really do. At an unexpected podcast. I'm um, sorry. An unexpected pod at gmail.com. Wow. wow. You can send those in. Wow. Feels it like is. it's been a couple months since we've had this podcast on the air. Um, kind of sounds like you're going native to me. Going like. native. <laughs> Somebody's going. I, I, I. That that's that's Reddit it's lingo. What they were saying, getting complacent. About. I have no idea what it even means. Yeah, watch her go find out. Yeah, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah. Did you freeze again over there? Did you freeze? Oh, you're there. I don't Are think so. Moving? I was just okay. turning my head. Jeez. I just you. you Why don't still? you continue your bit still. and your plug? Can you do that? So instead? guys, we do I need we to love write you. lines for you. We, we love you guys. Uh, wow, thanks for stopping ouch. by, listening. Yeah. If you, I always say to folks, <laughs> thanks if for stopping by. If you're if you listen to the end of these episodes, I don't know how you got here um, yeah. or why you're here, but but thank thank God th- you're here. Th- thank you, thank thank yeah. thank Ilavatar that you're here because you know if you're here at the rear of this episode, somebody get Bomber out of the creek. I mean, she like. Yeah. Go clean your here. Here's a here's a phrase. If you're here at the rear, go clean your ear. Wow. It's, okay. It's just it's dirty. Sponge crap. <laughs> it's a <dirty laughs> crap. 
Oh, okay, guys. All right, seriously, uh, thank you so much. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, yeah. you know, like all the good stuff uh, for updates, and then Facebook page is there. All that stuff is fantastic. We appreciate all the support. Send in your, your stories. Leave a review on the podcast. That's it, my friend. That's yeah, we it. don't do social media, but go check out our social media. Yes, uh, Fortnite farewells. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank you for taking a really, really dark hike with us. Uh, the forests have eyes in a way. In a fort time... We'll be making an elven prison break <laughs> in chapter nine. Barrels out of Bond, James and, Bond. And that's good, by the way. I think we should say in a fort time. Yeah. Appreciate that because. I mean, I don't know what you're doing. I think I it's time for doing. us to, to fully embrace the name of our podcast. We were always searching for a name, right? Um, you know, well, yeah. we got to find a name for this podcast. It's called an unexpected podcast. Wow. Wow. So. Be careful as we fully embrace that name here. So, um, fully yeah. embrace. <laughs> All right, friends. With that, if you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. We'll see you in a fort time. And remember, Bilbo knows. Was I whistling all by myself? I cut out. There's I, something you, going off my audio. I don't know what it is. I you think let I me. You let me just whistle on my own. It was the weakest whistle I've ever had in my life. It, it sounded like I cut out partially my audio, but it sounded like really long and trembly. It sounded great. Okay. Like you were showing off or something. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.